4: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount
5: using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay. Plus taxes and fees. Phone fees. 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement. Due. $35 per line connection charge apply. CT Mobile.com.
6: From the U.S. Congress Congressional Leadership tonight, WCBS News Time, 531 here in the afternoon.
7: Terror strikes the U.S. A special report from WCBS.
8: CBS News Update. I'm Lou Meliano. A third World Trade Center building has now collapsed. The 47-story building, number seven. CBS News correspondent Cammy McCormick is there. And suddenly, everyone started screaming. When I looked up, all you could see was this huge wall of dust and debris
9: coming down the street. People started running, panicking because it looked like it looked like just a wall of dust coming for us.
8: Fire still rage in Lower Manhattan where two hijacked jetliners slammed into the twin towers of the World Trade Center this morning. And coordinated terrorist attack a similar scene at the pentagon where another hijacked jetliner slammed into the west side in pennsylvania a fourth hijacked carrier crashed and cbs news aviation correspondent bob orr says that scene may yield clues if the plane was commandeered as we believe
10: if there were things like gunshots or screams or any kind of threats
8: being made uh, that will tell investigators exactly what was going on president bush will address the nation tonight cbs news update I'm Lou Malignano.
6: We'll have that for you live here. Continuing live team coverage on WCBS 880, we have seen the video of number 7 World Trade Center coming down 47 stories tall. That's the latest development on this day of disaster here in New York. According to reports, that building had been evacuated. There had been a fire burning there all day, a scene of such devastation in lower Manhattan. It, the latest, uh, the latest uh, addition to the list right now there is uh, that uh, building, number 7 World Trade Center. We're going to see if we can reestablish contact right now with WCBS reporter Mary Gay Taylor. Are you there? apparently a problem right now getting a hold of
11: mary gay you can imagine it's quite a scene there in lower manhattan well one of the problems of course uh, that has followed in the aftermath of this terrorist attack on the world trade center is transportation people trapped in the city we are beginning to get some limited service out of the city via the roads and the bridges and the trains let's go to grand central station and get the latest there from wcbs reporter irene cornell
12: camera new yorkers with shock written all over their faces began streaming to grand central on foot shortly after the terrorist attack on the world trade center spokeswoman margie anders said that after shutting down service for a couple of hours metro north did an about face and went into emergency mode getting people out a little bit before noon and a lot of people were moved out of here between noon and four we would, were operating on a load and go basis People would come in and get on a train, and they would make all local stops on whatever line it was on, Harlem, Hudson, or New Haven, all the way to the end of the line. Then the train would come back empty to pick up more people. We weren't bringing anyone into Manhattan. At 4 o'clock, though, we, we implemented a, a regular Saturday schedule in both directions, inbound and outbound. She said not many people are coming in. Not many people want to come to Manhattan. About 70,000 were taken out in those early hours. Reporting live, Irene Cornell, WCBS 880 News.
11: Irene, what what is the the feeling you get of the people who come into this terminal? Are they Do they look numbed and shell-shocked?
12: Well, the people I ran into who had witnessed what happened looked totally traumatized and stunned, just wide-eyed, unblinking, still couldn't believe it. One woman said it was like seeing Independence Day and Apocalypse Now without the Bruce Willis role. I mean, they saw the plane hit. They saw the World Trade Center disappear in a poop of smoke after seeing people leap to their deaths. Uh, people were just shocked at what they saw.
11: As WCBS reporter Irene Cornell at Grand Central, and there's just one more point we might make about this because cell phone service was, for a while, spotty in New York City. Out there. There are frantic people, thousands and thousands of frantic wives, husbands, sons and daughters wondering where their loved ones are who came to work in New York City today and they could not call for the longest time to tell them they were okay. And there are many of them who are going to be widowed or widowers after this event today. The railroad station in the town where I live, there were a number of cars parked in the lot, and I know some of those people go to the World Trade Center and the Financial Center, and I just wondered Mm. how many are going to come back. There
6: is a feeling that today is the beginning of a whole new era, and they're gathering in prayer right now here in Manhattan at St. Patrick's Cathedral. WCBS reporter Rich Lamb joining us now live.
13: Now, outside here, outside the cathedral on the streets, the streets are virtually empty of cars, trucks, and buses. Uh, it is uh, surreal from that viewpoint. But uh, streams of people walk on the sidewalks due to the modified schedule of the uh, subways earlier on and the lack of buses. There are just tons of pedestrians around. And here at St. Patrick's Cathedral, cops around the building. People are sitting on the front steps and just kind of staring into space, thinking about the events of the day. Presumably Cardinal Egan uh, has, has just begun a mass uh, inside at which he will preach about the terror tragedy at the World Trade Center. The cardinal uh, has visited victims of the uh, terror around Manhattan during the course of the day. Uh, He even said that uh, he held hands with, looked into the eyes of, and blessed a man who shortly thereafter died, saying that he could tell that the man was a man of faith and that he went in peace. Live outside of St. Patrick's Cathedral, Richland, WCBS 889. In the
11: last couple of minutes, we've received word that there are people trapped alive under the rubble there. And, uh... Yeah. That's in coming the, from Mayor Giuliani. From Mayor Giuliani. So there are, he had said earlier there were survivors. He now says, yes, there are people trapped alive under the rubble. Presumably they were down in the basement or the sub-basement when it all came cascading down. It's
6: been a frantic day for those with loved ones in lower Manhattan. It's been a frantic day for the rescuers trying. And in, in the last few minutes, our developing story, we've been following you the loss of a third building in the World Trade Center complex. Building 7 gave way just a few minutes ago. 47 stories tall. There are reports that the building had been evacuated earlier. WCBS reporter Allison Keyes is live in Lower Manhattan.
9: It looks like a nuclear bomb just hit here for the third time today. Earlier today, when the Twin Towers collapsed, there was a huge cloud of debris, and that's pretty much what's happening now. When the building first collapsed a few minutes ago, you couldn't see anything in front of you except a a cloud that looked like it was on the ground. There's now oh gosh, three or four inches of that white foot that has been floating around lower Manhattan since the Twin Towers collapsed earlier. Uh, they are hoping that now that that building has collapsed, they're going to be able to get rescuers into that area. They had, they had pretty much pulled the fire and police out of that area for waiting for that building to collapse. Now they're hoping that they can get in and start get, dig, digging at that rubble and getting some of the people that may be trapped underneath out. Live in lower Manhattan, Allison Keyes, WCBS 880 News.
11: And let's get an update on traffic now as- we go back to Tom Kaminsky in the traffic center.
5: All right, Cameron, let's
9: go back over to
5: what is uh, open. The upper level of the George Washington Bridge is open to New Jersey. The New Jersey-bound Lincoln Tunnel has one lane available. The Queens-bound Midtown Tunnel is open. Queens-bound 59th Street Bridge at this point is also open. New York Waterway Ferry Service is running. Metro North is running into and out of Grand Central and Long Island Railroad running limited eastbound service out of Grand Central. Now, only emergency vehicles are allowed into Manhattan. To that end, the Holland, Lincoln, and George Washington Bridge closed inbound into Manhattan. Every approach into Manhattan from the Bronx, from Queens, from Brooklyn is closed. New Jersey transit trains running with very limited service, but no bus service at all at this point. Path trains at this point are still not running. Now, there are closings on the New Jersey side because of this. The New Newark Bay extension of the uh, New Jersey Turnpike. Eastbound is closed from 14 through 14C. That as a result of the closing of the Holland Tunnel. The eastbound lanes of Route 3 are closed at the New Jersey Turnpike as a result of the Lincoln Tunnel closing. Route 80 eastbound. Express lanes are shut at the the, uh, Garden State Parkway. Then everyone forced onto the New Jersey Turnpike. No one gets past 80 and 95 in Ridgefield Park as a result of the closing of the George Washington Bridge. Let's go back over to Craig
14: Allen. WCBS Weather Center. Temperatures tonight will be down around 60 in the city, 50 to 55 for the suburbs, 45 to 50 in the chilly inland valleys. This under clear skies. Sunny tomorrow, 72 to 78. Thursday, sunny to partly cloudy, about 80. We could see a shower late Thursday or Thursday night, then clearing and cooler Friday Fair, dry, and cool for Saturday and Sunday. I'm Craig Allen at the WCBS Weather Center. Sun is setting on what's going to be called a day of infamy, the temperature
11: holding here in Manhattan at 80 degrees. Terror strikes the U.S. A
7: special report from WCBS.
11: CBS News Update. I'm John
0: Harchie. President Bush is on his way back to Washington after Air Force One rushed him off to secure Air Force bases in Louisiana and Nebraska. White House aides say the president will address the nation tonight on the simultaneous terrorist attacks in New York and Washington.
5: Here in Washington, D.C., we are at threat condition Delta. That is the highest
15: condition that we can go to.
0: Pentagon spokesman Craig Quigley outside of the still burning wing of the Pentagon hit this morning by a hijacked commercial airliner. In New York, planes struck each of the World Trade Center towers, which collapsed a short time later. And the devastation isn't over. CBS News correspondent Cammy McCormick saw World Trade Center building number seven, a 47-story building, go down.
9: We have a full frontal view of that building and suddenly everyone started screaming. When I looked up, all you could see was this huge wall of dust and debris coming down the street. People started running, panicking, because it looked like it looked like just a wall of dust coming for us.
0: Obviously, the human loss in Manhattan will be large. CBS News reporter Pamela McCall.
12: The only estimate that I've heard from the mouth of an official is that there were 10,000 people in each of those towers and 5,000 tourists. It's very hard to tell. People have conference rooms inside. They have people that come in for meetings that don't actually regularly work there. We also have the Marriott Hotel, which is in the base of
0: this. At the Pentagon, the toll of dead and injured
6: is believed to be about 100. CBS News Update. I'm John Hart. The very latest they're heard live on WCBS 880 in a day many are comparing to the day they attacked Pearl Harbor, Cameron.
11: We have just in the last little while gotten the first figures out of Washington, D.C., where another hijacked plane made a terrorist attack on the west wing of the Pentagon, diving in, damaging it, and setting it on fire. This word is that about 100 people are believed to have been killed or injured in today's attack on the Pentagon. That's the first word, and like all these casualty figures, they're imprecise. They're going to change, but you just heard somebody talking about the number of people who might have been in both those buildings. Some 50,000 people flow into the World Trade Center to work every day, and there are many other tourists that come in and out. We have no way of knowing how How many were in there? How many possibly got out? We do know that some people have come down from as far up as the 74th floor because we talked to one man who had survived that. So... That just remains to be seen. But as Mayor Giuliani said, that casualty toll is probably going to be higher than we can bear.
6: And the speculation continues to swirl on the questions of who and why. And joining us live, an expert on international terrorism, Stephen Emerson, thank you for joining us this afternoon.
16: I'm sorry to have to be with you. Well,
6: well, your thoughts on, on on who could have done this and why, the questions, every everyone, we're all asking it now.
16: Look, right now, all the parameters and all the paradigms that we've had in the past are been broken and shattered. No one ever imagined this type of scenario. Even the counterterrorist training seminars that were held at the CIA, Pentagon, FBI never envisioned four or five simultaneous attacks on these facilities, number one. Number two, in terms of capability, there's only a finite number of people in the world today that have the capability, the motivation, wherewithal, and have issued direct threats. And at the top of the list... As uh, law enforcement agencies have been saying uh, all day on background, it's Osama Bin Laden. He clearly has demonstrated a willingness to carry out spectacular simultaneous suicide bombings as he did last in 1998 on the uh, twin bombings in Kenya and Tanzania and then the bombing he did at the USS Cole. Um, clearly, he has people in the United States. An operation like this would take at least a year to carry out and plan for reconnaissance recruitment until you actually implement it. Do you- uh, too soon to say. It's too soon to pin it with clinical evidence, but uh, I can tell you where the intelligence agencies are going on that one.
11: Do you have any sense of how they can simultaneously hijack four airliners in the United States when security is supposed to be up to guard against that sort of thing. Were they masquerading as pilots in their uniforms going through an unsecure area? What do you suppose?
16: Well... One, anything is possible. We don't know, but I can tell you that according to some of the terrorist manuals that were seized in the last five years from Bin Laden's people, he talked about penetrating airport security with using false credentials and false uh, 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 identification papers to get onto airplanes. That's number one. Number two, I can tell you that the uh, Bureau is now, um, and other agencies are looking the passenger manifests, on the planes to see who might have been not quote a legitimate passenger um, but as far as airport security, I must tell you that that it's much more psychological in terms of the pro forma uh, X-ray. Um, there's equipment that has routinely gotten aboard on airplanes and passed the X-ray equipment for the last 10 years, and this is really much more a psychological deterrence. And they did their homework; they found the weaknesses in the system, and they knew exactly what to do.
6: And you have come across some quotes from Osama bin Laden at some kind of a, a wedding video with one of his sons' weddings, talking about the need for a holy war.
16: Yes, in May of this year, he, he openly said that uh, his Every part of his body is dedicated toward uh, fighting against the infidel. Uh, He stands for jihad against the kufr, uh, the infidel today. He shall do so in his eternity. He says, jihad is in my mind, heart and blood. Uh, Nothing will ever take this out of my mind and body. It's my only mission in life. He also gave an interview in June of this year in which a videotape released to his followers in which he openly stated, quote, it's time to penetrate America and Israel and hit them where it hurts most. And I think one thing we've learned over the last five years is that he has issued these warnings, almost not just to intimidate psychologically, but almost as saying, I'm gonna do it. And clearly prosecutors in the embassy trials in New York parsed every single word that he had made prior to the bombings and said these were the indicators that he was going to bomb the U.S. embassies.
11: Thank you very much, uh, sir. That's Stephen Emerson. We appreciate your thoughts and your insight and your expertise as a terrorism expert on our newsline. We're
6: also hearing the stock markets will be closed tomorrow. That's the latest news on this devastating blow in the financial district of the New York City and America and the world for that matter. We're hearing now stock markets will be closed tomorrow, Cameron.
11: And uh, we understand that all commercial flights, in in fact all flights, no no aircraft are moving in the United States from sea to shining sea the skies over America which are normally crisscrossed by hundreds and hundreds of airplanes at any given moment are eerily empty tonight save for some air force planes that are up there, strategic air command craft we assume and earlier today we did hear and see some fighter planes swoop low over New York City. It
6: is very strange to look outside and to not see anything in the sky but that blue sky and that t- pall of smoke over lower Manhattan not usually <clears throat> we're seeing the usual supply of aircraft in the sky, not at all this time around. And the lights are out on the Great White Way, a potent symbol of the impact of this worst terrorist attack in history.
11: All Broadway shows have been canceled for tonight. Uh, we just want to update you, if we may, on the situation with the traffic, and we're going to uh, turn it over to Tom Cominsky, but we can tell you that we are beginning to get some service on Metro North both ways. Uh, they resumed service initially just outbound, but now they're running both ways on very limited schedules on Metro North Tom
5: yeah Cameron they are calling it a Saturday schedule but they are running into and out of uh, Grand Central uh, at this point but as we heard from WCBS reporter Irene Cornell there uh, it really does not seem to be all that much interest uh, coming into Manhattan which is good because at this point only emergency vehicles at least uh, in terms of the roadways only emergency vehicles are being allowed into Manhattan so here again is what is open and uh, and passable for you if you are trying to get out of the area. The New Jersey bound upper level of the George Washington Bridge at this point is open. The New Jersey bound Lincoln Tunnel has at this point only one lane available. There are there is heavy, heavy security at that Lincoln Tunnel so certainly heavy delays uh, accompanying that. Queens bound at the Midtown Tunnel that is open. Queens bound 59th Street Bridge also open. New York Waterway ferries up and running. Metro North as we said now running with limited service into and out of Grand Central The LIRR running with limited eastbound service uh, out of uh, Penn Station. Amtrak, the Northeast Corridor, is at this point up and running. Now, getting away from the immediate area in Rockland and Westchester and Connecticut, all the roads are open. Uh, There is quite a bit of volume being reported, especially across both ways of the Tappan Zee Bridge. That uh, is an alternate volume away from the uh, George Washington Bridge closing. Uh, But again, at least all the travel lanes there are open. And in Connecticut, I-95 in the Merritt Parkway, Uh, running with delays. Uh, However, they are all open. Now, we do have closings in New Jersey and on Long Island. We'll update uh, all those closings in the next report. Right now, let's go back over to Craig Allen, WCBS Weather Center.
14: Temperatures tonight will be down around 60 in the city, 50 to 55 for the suburbs, 45 to 50 in the chilly inland valleys. This under clear skies. Sunny tomorrow, 72 to 78. Thursday, sunny to partly cloudy, about 80. We could see a shower late Thursday or Thursday night, then clearing and cooler Friday fair dry and cool for saturday and sunday i'm craig allen at the wcbs weather center
6: again outside right now light and variable winds clear skies really nice looking afternoon out there with the sunshine above we're at 80 degrees right now in midtown wcbs news time 550 on a tuesday afternoon
7: terror strikes the u.s a
2: special report from wcbs CBS News Update, I'm Tom Fotey. Still no firm word on the number of people killed or heard in the destruction of New York's twin World Trade Center towers. But there are now estimates about the numbers at the Pentagon, also hit by a hijacked jetliner. About 100 people believed killed or injured in that attack. CBS News correspondent Bob Fuss.
4: Witnesses said they first noticed the sound of the jetliner flying way too low over an Arlington neighborhood headed right to the Pentagon. This man works at the Navy Annex adjacent to the Pentagon and looked outside when he heard the plane. Looked up out the window and a
15: fireball exploded on the side of the Pentagon where the uh, helo port is. The building was severely damaged, but top military
4: leaders and the Secretary of Defense remain in the basement emergency operations center.
2: The plane that hit the Pentagon has been identified as American Airlines Flight 77, scheduled to fly from Washington to Los Angeles with 64 people aboard. Meanwhile, in New York, another building that was a part of the World Trade Center complex has now also collapsed. A late report from the scene from CBS News correspondent Cammie McCormick. People started running, panicking, because it looked like it looked like just a wall
9: of dust coming for us. It was... One of the most frightening experiences i've ever had it 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 looked like because it's coming down all these side streets i was on one of them that there was no escaping it it's it's just this wall that's coming towards you
2: that collapse in addition to the 110 story towers that fell not long after hijacked jetliners crashed into them president bush's reaction freedom
17: itself was attacked this morning by a faceless coward Earth. and freedom will be defended.
2: Mr. Bush, to speak again to the American people later today, the military on its highest state of alert. States of emergency exist around New York, Washington, and elsewhere. Sports and entertainment events canceled. The financial markets will be closed again tomorrow. CBS News Update, I'm Tom Fodi.
11: Heard live here on WCBS 880. WCBS News time is 5.52. Well, for the longest time, as you know, all egress from Manhattan was blocked. You couldn't drive out, you couldn't take a train out, you couldn't go through the tunnels. They weren't even letting some people walk, but mu- necessity is the mother of invention, and some people are improvising to get across the Hudson River. Let's update that now. WCBS reporter Peter Haskell. Yeah,
6: apparently a problem there. You can imagine it's been difficult all day trying to get in touch with people and keep them on the line with
11: matters mm-hmm. of self. One of the few things that was running earlier on were the ferry boats. They, they were taking ferry boats, and some people were going from the Battery in southern Manhattan by ferry to Staten Island, and then from Staten Island across into New Jersey. That was one of the circuitous routes they were following. Yeah. Uh, Peter was going to tell us about another waterborne mode of getting out of southern Manhattan and heading across the Hudson River to New Jersey, But uh, and we'll get back to him.
6: Yeah, you know, in a time like this, in a situation like this, we're seeing that the oldest form of transportation over the rivers around the island of Manhattan is being pressed into full service. Stay with us here. You're listening to live continuing team, team coverage here on WCBS 880.
7: Terror strikes the U.S. A special report from WCBS.
6: We're learning no- more about what may have brought down the tw- Twin Towers experts in skyscraper construction are talking about the heat. The speculation now is that the flames were fueled by those thousands of gallons of jet fuel and simply melted the building's steel support. One engineering professor says no building could have withstood the impact of the collision, though, in the ensuing blaze
11: together. It is probably remarkable that they stood as long as they did, which was more than an hour after those disastrous impacts. The plane hit on one side, and you could see the explosion carry right through the other side, blowing the glass out billowing smoke from the explosion of that uh, kerosene, the jet fuel that exploded on impact. Those planes, if it was indeed a 767, is 400,000 pounds of momentum flying into the side of a stationary building with Built to withstand an impact, but not that great. And we've now
6: lost three buildings in lower Manhattan the Twin Towers and number seven World Trade Center. The number seven collapsed after withstanding a day of the flames and the heat and the smoke in lower Manhattan. Number seven World Trade Center came down a little bit more than a half an hour ago now. The Connecticut National Guard has been put on standby, ready to deploy equipment and personnel to New York City if asked to help out. The State National Guard in Connecticut has dispatched several helicopters and has been asked to send its chemical unit from Stratford. A spokesman said as there is heightened security at all bases and military installations in the state of Connecticut tonight.
11: Uh, also in New York State, Governor Pataki has declared state of emergency, and he is sending 2,000 National Guard to New York City to help out. We have not been informed whether they have actually reached here or not, but some are stationed nearby.
6: We're also hearing the stock markets. The stock markets will not be open tomorrow. And St. Vincent's Hospital in Manhattan says it needs help. Doctors are being asked to get in touch with St. Vincent's. Their number theres 212 604 3850 212 604 3850. Nurses are being asked to call the number 212-604-8474. The hospital has set up a mental health helpline and the number for that is 212-604-8220. The hospital has a family information center at the hospital 7th avenue between 11th and 12th streets in lower Manhattan. That information number at uh, St. Vincent's
11: 212-604-7285. And we also understand that hospitals as far away from the city as New New Haven, Connecticut, were also alerted to be ready to receive possible injured from this uh, attack here in New York City. WCBS News Time 555.
7: Terror strikes the U.S. A special report from WCBS.
18: This
9: is Allison Keys, about four blocks from what used to be the World Trade Center, where police and fire officials on the scene are telling me that at least 200 police officers and up to 250 firemen have been missing. Some since the towers came down this morning, and others since the building collapse that just happened a few minutes ago, but most of them have been missing since the original explosion. Some of them were in the building helping people come out when the towers came down this morning. We're sending a cloud of debris through Lower Manhattan. A third building just collapsed a few minutes ago, sending another cloud of debris. They're pulling people back further still for fears that a fourth building in the complex may collapse. We're live in Lower Manhattan. Allison Keyes, WCBS 880 News. And
6: again, Allison, those numbers, at least 200 police officers, perhaps 250 firemen. Exactly. All right, WCBS reporter Allison Keyes there on the scene, the chaotic scene in Lower Manhattan.
11: This was supposed to have been the day that brought out voters, a day that brought terror instead to New York City. The primary was suspended not just in New York City on the mayor's race and the other local governmental offices that were up for grabs, but uh, all primary elections statewide on the orders of Governor Pataki today were suspended. They will be rescheduled uh, at obviously a later time. We don't know when that will be yet.
6: WCBS Newstime 557. You're listening to our live continuing team coverage, and the call has gone out for blood. The greatest need right now is for O-negative, the so-called universal donor, the supply of which is perilously low. Lines have been stretching from the doorways of the, donate to the donation centers that are up around Manhattan. Uh, among them, the City Corp Center on East 53rd Street on the east side of Manhattan. New York blood services at 150 Amsterdam Avenue. Winthrop University Hospital on Long Island is accepting blood until 8 o'clock tonight at its donor center at 200 Old Country Road in Mineola. WCBS News Time, 5.57. We want to check in right now, WCBS reporter Peter Haskell.
19: Paul, we're down here at Chelsea Piers, and there the pier at Chelsea Piers and just north of here, Pier 63. There are party boats, similar to the Spirit of New York, that normally run uh, dinner cruises. They are being used to shuttle people across the river to Weehawken. When we understand, there are more than 100 Academy buses waiting for folks to get to Weehawken that are going to various parts of the state. So the ferry lines, the party boats, and the bus companies all chipping in trying to help people. We've seen uh, some MTA buses dropping people off here and folks are just waiting online line. And the ferries are lining up these boats, are taking one after another bringing people across the other side. Reporting live from Chelsea Piers, Peter Haskell, CBS 880
11: News. More on the transit situation now as we bring in WCBS traffic reporter Tom Kaminsky. And that
5: may certainly be the best way to do this if you are in that area near the Hudson River. Try, uh, try to take one of those ferries over to Weehawken. That will work. We now have a reclosing of the upper level of the George Washington Bridge. It had been open, New Jersey bound. It has now been closed again. So Holland and Lincoln and GWB are in uh, for uh, all intents and purposes closed, there is one lane that is being alternately opened and closed at the New Jersey-bound Lincoln Tunnel, but that is about it. Let's go back over to Craig Allen,
14: WCBS Weather Center. Clear nights expected, about 60 in the city, 50 to 55 for the suburbs, and 45 to 50 in the chillier spots. Not as cool tomorrow night. Sunshine tomorrow, 72 to 78, and the sun will give way to clouds later Thursday. Highs close to 80. There is a chance of a shower late Thursday or Thursday night, and then cooler Friday. I'm Craig Allen at the WCBS Weather Center. Temperature is 80 degrees at 559.
6: Here on WCBS 880, live continuing team coverage.
11: Good evening, this is Cameron Swayze. I'm Paul Bernane. In our continuing coverage on WCBS 880... Any notion of America being invincible apparently perished in the monstrous rubble of the destroyed World Trade Center.
6: A third building, number seven of the complex, collapsed about a half an hour ago.
11: The Twin Towers crumbled after being hit this morning by two hijacked planes. Mayor Giuliani says people still are trapped in the rubble. Thousands are hurt and an untold number are dead. The mayor says the number is likely to be horrendous.
6: 200 police officers, 250 firefighters are among the missing tonight.
11: And the nation's... uh, Uh, New York City and the nation are on full terror alert.
6: Count on the global resources of CBS News for continuing coverage
7: of the terror strike against the U.S. on WCBS New York and Infinity Broadcasting
6: Station. WCBS News Time at the Tone, 6 o'clock.
8: CBS News. I'm Lou Milligano. More than most of us can bear how an obviously distraught New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani speaks of the casualties from today's coordinated terrorist attack on the Pentagon and the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center. Lower Manhattan look, looks
19: like it was bombed uh, during the Second World War.
8: Hijacked jetliners slamming into the high-profile targets. 25,000 work at the Pentagon, 50,000 at the Trade Center. Now just a horrific pile of debris and rubble spreading out for blocks. Smoke still choking Lower Manhattan with a third building 47 stories tall collapsing a short time ago as cbs news correspondent pamela mccall watched
12: the building has just entirely collapsed before my eyes again another plume of smoke coming up this was a brick-based building it came down inside of itself smoke again on the skyline the building disappearing before
9: my eyes.
8: At the Pentagon, hundreds applauded as rescue workers placed an American flag in the rubble of the West Wing where the jetliner slammed to earth there, setting off fires that still burn, literally. And says CBS News defense correspondent David Martin figuratively among the military brass. No military officer I've spoken to today has any doubt that
15: uh, if a uh, culprit can be identified there will be a military retaliation this is uh, viewed quite simply as an act of war against the United States.
8: There was a fourth airliner hijacked. It was in the air two hours before crashing in western Pennsylvania and CBS News aviation correspondent Bob Orr says that scene may yield the most information. If the plane was commandeered as we believe if there were things like gunshots
10: or screams or any kind of threats being made uh, that will tell investigators exactly what was going on. And I've been told by sources that it is a top priority tonight for U.S. investigators to retrieve that cockpit voice tape and try to unravel part of
8: what happened today. And now for the first time in this nation's history, there are no commercial carriers flying anywhere. The FAA has grounded the nation's airlines with no plans to allow them back in the air until midday tomorrow at the earliest. President Bush has been hopscotching across the country at air bases and is now on his way back to Washington to address the nation tonight.
17: Make no mistake, The United States will hunt down and punish those responsible for these cowardly acts.
8: There will be no trading tomorrow on the New York and American or NASDAQ exchanges. Also, the New York Mercantile Exchange, where energy futures are traded, is not expected to open. Reaction in the Middle East from CBS News correspondent Robert Berger. Thousands of
3: Palestinians poured into the streets of the West Bank town of Nablus to celebrate the attacks.
8: Demonstrators distributed candy, gunmen fired into the air, and marchers waved Palestinian flags. Several embassies in the Middle East have closed indefinitely. The State Department says embassies worldwide should take whatever precautions they need. This is CBS News.
7: Terror strikes the U.S. A special report from
6: WCBS. Good
11: evening, I'm Paul Murnane.
7: And with uh, Paul, this is
11: Cameron Swayze with continuing team coverage of the terrorist attacks. And we are seeing now explosions and flames from Kabul, Afghanistan. That is the capital of that country. Uh, there is a report that bombs are falling on Kabul. It is believed that the terrorist Osama bin Laden, who is uh, suspected of being behind today's terrorist attacks, is being harbored in Afghanistan. Afghanistan earlier, the official government there, the uh, fundamentalist Islamic Taliban, had said that they did not have Osama bin Laden in their country and that they did not support this sort of terrorist action against the United States. Again, a big fireball rises over Kabul, Afghanistan, that we can see on television right now. We're following this, of course, and we will update it as we go along. But this is live video from Kabul, Afghanistan. Something is exploding in that capital city. WCBS News Time six oh four.
6: Many are missing tonight here in New York. The task goes at hand, and it continues in the rubble of the World Trade Center. We're getting word that many of the missing are police officers, in fact, and firefighters right now.
11: Let's get the latest now, live from WCBS reporter Allison Keys in Lower Manhattan. All right. Well, actually, what we want to listen in
6: right now is a news conference that's going on, courtesy of New York One right now. Mayor Giuliani.
11: The
20: whole city is laid out in front of us. The the that was coming up from the city seems to have subsided for now. We're not hearing any more deaths. All right, we're
6: having apparently a problem right now. We want to check in, see if we can They're listen right now and listen to Mayor Giuliani right now. We're having trouble getting that audio on the air for you, but a news conference with Mayor
11: Giuliani is underway right now. WCBS News Time, 6.05. We were trying to go to Allison Keys a little earlier. There's Mayor Giuliani. Do we have Mayor Paul?
6: Uh, No, not right now. We're trying to get a hold of that. Uh, Mayor Giuliani talking about, obviously, a day of disaster
11: here in New York, the latest involving Building 7 at the World Trade Center. It was badly damaged from the collapse of the Twin Towers at about 9 o'clock this morning. WCBS reporter Mary Gay Taylor was watching as that building came down. 47-story
6: building, badly damaged when the Twin Towers collapsed earlier today after being hit by those hijacked airliners. As for getting around, all but impossible. Let's get the very latest now live. Tom Kaminsky.
5: All right, let's uh, try to get you around this area. Now, the Holland and Lincoln and GWB have really taken the brunt of the closings. Now, the Holland obviously closed. The Lincoln is closed into Manhattan, only one lane being allowed outbound. And at this point, uh, the George Washington Bridge has been reclosed. Trying to get out of Manhattan seems to be working best via the water. New New York Waterway Ferry is up and running. Uh, We've heard from Peter Haskell that uh, there along the piers on the west side, Uh, there are other ferry boats that are taking you over to Weehawken. There are shuttle buses in Weehawken that will be taking you to various points in New Jersey. Now, the roads in New Jersey are also severely affected as a result of this. The eastbound lanes of 80 are closed down first at the parkway and then at the New Jersey Turnpike. Nothing on 80 and 95 into the uh, George Washington Bridge because of that closing. Route 3 eastbound is still closed at the New Jersey Turnpike. And we also had a westbound closing around Meadowlands Parkway uh, because of a fluid spill at that point. The Newark Bay extension of the New Jersey Turnpike is shut at Interchange 14 all the way in from 14C because of the closings at the Holland. On the island, westbound side of the LIE is uh, closed down around the area of 135. Northern state is closed at the Queens line. The southern state is closed at the Meadowbrook. And uh, in Queens itself, not an awful lot of traffic at all to speak of on the LIE or the Grand Central, at least that is the word that is coming into us. New Jersey Transit, very limited service on the trains, no bus service being provided. Metro North is now running limited service into and out of Grand Central Terminal. The Long Island Railroad is running limited eastbound service out of Penn Station. The Amtrak Northeast Carter at this point is running. And Cameron and Paul, back to you.
6: Tom, thanks. We're also hearing word that New York City public schools will be closed tomorrow. Well, let's listen in right now. Mayor Giuliani at a news conference.
17: We should go about our business, and we should show these people they can't stop us, and they can't.
15: Governor?
1: Governor Pataki now stepping to the microphone. It's still an ongoing effort to deal with the consequences of this horrible uh, disaster. Uh, I want to commend the mayor first and his professional team. I don't think there's any finer group in America or the world, and they're doing an excellent job. And we're proud to have uh, the National Guard and uh, other state resources here helping as well. I want to thank my colleagues, uh, the governors from the surrounding states. I've heard from virtually every governor. And we're getting help from Pennsylvania and Connecticut and uh, New Jersey to deal with specialized needs to respond to the uh, crisis that we still uh, face. The goal right now is very simple. Everything that can be done to save every single life is being done, and we will continue to make sure that that is a priority. Uh, But we're going to get through this, and we're going to get through this strong. And just about an hour ago, I was out on the street in front of Cabrini Hospital, and you see New Yorkers from all walks of lives, uh, more than a block long, waiting in line to donate blood. Uh, to help uh, the victims of this disaster. It's that spirit, it's that pulling together and that refusal to be intimidated in the face of this horrible terror that's going to make sure that this city, this state, and this country come back stronger than ever and that the freedoms that we are entitled to have as Americans will not be lost because of this terror. So, Mayor, again, we're here. We'll do everything we can to make sure we support you. Live coverage on
6: WCBS ADN. If We yeah, want to listen in right now. CBS 2 uh, covering uh, what we've uh, seen, uh, these explosions in Kabul, Afghanistan, Afghanistan, Afghanistan tonight. Live coverage, CBS 2 and a report from CNN case. that they're airing
21: right are now. We're
12: seeing in just about the last 10 minutes, we have been hearing these reports from CNN correspondent Nick Robertson on the ground in Kabul of an explosion you see on the right side of your screen about a third of the way over. The flames of fire, they were quite large just a short time ago, seem to have simmered down. But again, we're just not seeing very much of this because it's uh, the video phone. Again, Nick Robertson saying that they had seen tracers going up as well. Uh, They have been listening and hearing the possibility of additional explosions elsewhere. They're trying to follow that, but it's a little bit hard to tell. Again, it is 2.30 in the morning in Kabul and uh, Nick Robertson continues to watch there. Now let's turn to Judy Woodruff.
6: Live report here on WCBS 880 as we follow
11: those explosions taking place right now in Kabul. Kabul is the capital of Afghanistan, and Afghanistan is believed to be the country that harbors the suspected terrorist Osama bin Laden. Osama bin Laden is in fact a terrorist. He is at the moment the prime suspect in today's terror attacks on the World Trade Center in New York City, the Pentagon, and the crashing of a plane in Pennsylvania.
6: Keep it right here at WCBS. You're listening to live continuing team coverage on WCBS
7: terror strikes the U.S. A special report from WCBS.
0: John Harchie. Explosions have just been reported around Kabul, Afghanistan. No word yet about the nature of these explosions. In New York within the past hour, more than eight hours after two hijacked airliners crashed into the two tall World Trade Center towers, knocking them down, another building in the complex collapsed. World Trade Center number 7, a 47 story building. CBS News reporter Pamela McCall is in Lower Manhattan.
12: The whole area is still under a very Secure, tense, alert in terms of the vulnerability of more buildings. So we sit and we wait. Around me, I see New York Fire Department members sitting on the curb looking dejected, doctors waiting to go in to help the wounded. No one can get in there because it's just still too dangerous. It's a wait and see game. The picture that will emerge will be much bleaker than my vantage point. But from a skyline perspective, New York won't be the same for a very long time.
0: Correspondent Scott Pelly also witnessed this latest destruction. There were a
11: number of firefighters and police officers in the area. They were watching building number seven burn because there was frankly nothing they could do about it. The inferno was huge
3: so much of the building was collapsing into the street bit by bit that they were unable to do anything with it and now it seems that building number seven has finally collapsed
11: at least the third building to fall in the World Trade Center today.
0: President Bush will address the nation at 9 Eastern time tonight. He spoke earlier today from Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana.
17: The resolve of our great nation is being tested but make no mistake. We will show the world that we will pass this test.
0: The president will speak again a little less than three hours from now. CBS News
11: Update. I'm John Hartche. Heard here on WCBS 880, continuing team coverage of the terrorist attack on the World Trade Center. WCBS News time is six twelve. New
6: York City schools are closed for tomorrow. Again, a reminder that no school in New York City tomorrow. The public school system is closed, and we're expecting to hear from President Bush tonight. And we'll have that live for you here on WCBS
11: 880. But now let's go outside St. Patrick's Cathedral. WCBS reporter Rich Lamb. Uh,
13: St. Patrick's Cathedral that is ringed with police officers. Uh, There were security people inside as well when uh, Edward Cardinal Egan uh, celebrated a mass here. Uh, He praised rescue workers, doctors, and nurses for, as he put it, caring for those coming from the ruins of lower Manhattan. And the Cardinal admonished New Yorkers as well.
22: You and I need to remind ourselves that this is a city of courageous, decent, noble, hardworking people.
11: God-fearing, God-loving people. We will deal with this tragedy without fear.
22: We'll deal with it in a spirit of peace and we will bring it to closure in justice.
13: Cardinal warned this is no time for hatred Said he, uh, this should not end in hate but in justice. He said that hatred does not beget peace. And we have also learned that uh, a personal friend a uh, fire department chaplain, Father Michael Judge, a Franciscan priest, was killed in the terror attack, apparently crushed in one of the collapses downtown. Live at St. Patrick's, Rich Land, WCBS 880 News.
11: Rich, this is the kind of event that challenges people's faith. Why do good things happen to bad people? It's even hard for the church to answer that.
13: And questions such as, why does God allow things like this to happen? And uh, everybody struggles with those questions at a time like this. Certainly, Father Michael Judge was a great priest, a man of great faith, but he must have looked up as he stood below the flaming torches of the World Trade Center today
6: and wondered the same thing moments before he was to die.
11: WCBS reporter Rich Lamb outside St. Patrick's Cathedral.
6: And also we're hearing that as many as 250 New York firefighters are among the missing, perhaps 200 police officers missing in the rubble of lower Manhattan tonight.
11: WCBS reporter Jane Tillman Irving has been in the streets of New York City surveying the mood, getting the feel of the people and talking to them. Jane, where are you and what have you learned? Cameron, I'm at
18: Duane Street, right off Church, just a few blocks north of the World Trade Center. I did not hear uh, or see the fire that uh, engulfed number seven, but as I took a cab as close as I could get here, and as I drove, we went through the theater district to
6: yeah, we're obviously having some technical difficulty there and uh, obviously a lot of problems with cell phones tonight there. But we will be hearing shortly from uh, WCBS reporter
11: Jane Tillman Irving. We might take just a moment here to run down some of the uh, closings. As we've told you, as Paul just told you a couple of minutes ago, all New York City public schools will be closed tomorrow. The Brooklyn campus of Long Island University has canceled its classes for tomorrow. In New York City, Teachers College Columbia University is closed uh, For this evening and tomorrow, Cooper Union for the Advancement of Science and Arts uh, closed today and tomorrow. St. Anthony, St. Alphonsus School in Brooklyn, they're going to be closed tomorrow additionally.
6: Yeah, Rutgers University, Middlesex closed. The uh, Borough of Manhattan Community College in Manhattan, this is on the closed list. Uh, Xavier High in Brooklyn closed. The Juilliard School in Manhattan will be closed tomorrow. The United Nations International School in Manhattan, that is closed for tomorrow.
11: Uh, We also can repeat what we told you a little earlier. The stock markets in New York City are going to be closed again tomorrow. They were closed today. The terrorist attack struck in the heart of the downtown New York City area, not far from Wall Street and the stock markets.
6: Right now we want to go back and listen this in to CNN reporter doing, Nick Robertson talking uh, about explosions uh, in Kabul, miles, Afghanistan. ...are
20: so able to reach the city from their positions, and it's certainly not something uh, that, that's happened in this city, a barrage of this type, uh, a sustained uh, artillery attack or, or missile attack of this type uh, in, in recent years even.
12: All right, Nick Robertson, we want you to stay...
6: Live coverage on WCBS explosions in Kabul, Afghanistan tonight.
11: And at 6.30 tonight, that's just uh, a little over... 12, 13 minutes away from now, we are going to be carrying the CBS Evening News live on our air, anchored by CBS correspondent Dan Rather.
6: We've also been following the story out of Lower Manhattan, the latest building to be lost there. We've lost three buildings now. Number 7, Building 7 came down a little before 5.30 this afternoon, so now the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center gone, and Number 7 World Trade Center has collapsed on a day that has completely transformed the New York City
11: skyline. Mayor Giuliani has said it may be Thursday at the earliest before they have a full idea of how many people were killed and injured. We had some preliminary figures a little earlier in the day. We've not had an update on that yet, and it may be some long time coming. Earlier, the mayor had said 600 people were being treated to the hospitals. Uh, There were another 1,500 of what he called the walking wounded, people who stumbled out of the debris with soot on their faces, their clothing torn, some of them bloody, shell-shocked, stumbling away from the ruins of the World Trade Center. Some of those were put on boats and taken over to Liberty Park and some hospitals in New Jersey were put on standby and then activated to take some of these wounded from New York City.
6: President Bush has put the government on the highest alert. Officials scrambled to protect the nation's leaders and calm Americans after these terrorist attacks. President Bush will be addressing the nation tonight at 9 o'clock and WCBS, of course, will have live coverage
11: for you here at WCBS. WCBS news time is 618. Let's update the traffic transit situation again as we go to WCBS traffic report. Tom Kaminsky. All right,
5: Cameron, the thing to remember is that there is no one allowed into Manhattan tonight unless it is, unless you are uh, emergency personnel or driving in an emergency vehicle. Inbound, every single approach that you can think of is closed down, and to that end, now in the Bronx, we have closings on the southbound Deegan in the 230s, on the Henry Hudson Parkway at the Henry Hudson Bridge, and the westbound Cross Bronx is now closed at the Major Deegan. That upper level GWB has been closed once again. Even now, we're getting word of the Palisades Parkway being closed at exit 2 in Alpine, and uh, that, uh, at this point, we have delays from about exit 4 on down through exit 2, everyone being diverted onto Route 9W. New York Waterway is up and running. Ferry service seems to be uh, the best way uh, out of Manhattan at this point. There are ferries standing by on those west side piers. There are shuttle buses standing by in Weehawken to take you to various points in New Jersey, but it is going to take a long time tonight, and you've really got to just watch uh, your Connections. The Metro North situation, trains are up and running into and out of Grand Central, but with limited service. Long Island Railroad, limited eastbound service out of Penn Station. Amtrak Northeast Carter at this point is up and running. Uh, trying to get into Staten Island at this point is not possible via the Gothels or Outer Bridge or Bayonne Bridges. Staten Island bound, they are closed. They are at this point, uh, however, open to New Jersey. Let's go back over to Craig Allen, WCBS Weather Center.
14: Clear nights expected, about 60 in the city, 50 to 55 for the suburbs, and 45 to 50 in the chillier spots. Not as cool tomorrow night. Sunshine tomorrow, 72 to 78, and the sun will give way to clouds later Thursday. Highs close to 80. There is a chance of a shower late Thursday or Thursday night, and then cooler Friday. I'm Craig Allen at the WCBS Weather Center.
6: Craig, thanks. Midtown Manhattan right now, 79 degrees. WCBS Newstime, 620. Terror
7: strikes
2: the U.S. A special report from WCBS. CBS News Update, I'm Tom Fodi. As the search and rescue and body counts continue in a still shock New York, Washington and Pennsylvania, explosions are now reported in the capital of Afghanistan. BBC reporter Nick Robertson is there.
20: What appears to be the sound of large missiles incoming and landing in the city, certainly a big fire on the horizon of the city at the moment, uh, and certainly anti-aircraft fire uh, coming up from the city and rockets
2: being launched uh, and flying across the horizon. The reports of a possible, and we emphasize possible, U.S. retaliatory raid on Afghanistan's capital so far unconfirmed, and they could be due to other causes. We expect to hear soon from Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld and later on from President Bush. Afghanistan is believed to be the hiding place of Islamic militant Osama bin Laden, the focus of much of the suspicion following this morning's series of hijacked jetliner attacks that brought down New York's 110-story high World Trade Center towers. This construction worker saw it happen.
22: First, everybody started trampling everybody, and then they said, stop, stop, and take it easy, and everybody walked down normally, peacefully, and there was all kinds of smoke coming from the other end.
2: Later on, more buildings collapsed in the area. New York's Mayor Rudolph Giuliani on the rescue efforts. My main focus right now, obviously, is on saving as many lives as possible. I think it's still possible
15: for us to save a lot of the people that are there.
2: And estimates at the Pentagon have as many as 100 killed and injured in yet another plane attack. Again, President Bush to speak later. Financial markets, air traffic stop for now. CBS News Update, I'm Tom Fody. Here here on
11: WCBS 880, WCBS News Time 622 with Paul Mernay and This is Cameron Swayze. In the last minute or so, we've gotten word that the Port Authority bus terminal is going to be closed indefinitely. We do have some trains running in and out of New York City. Metro North has limited service. Let's go to Grand Central Terminal for an update from WCBS reporter Irene Cornell.
12: Well, traumatized commuters fleeing the disaster downtown made their way to Grand Central Terminal, making a dash for the first trains that were available after service had been shut down for a couple of hours, and spokeswoman Margie Anders said they've made a successful exodus. We usually carry about 75,000 in during the rush hour, so I'd say that we've already taken vast majority of them home. This was the place people wanted to be, just to get here and get out. Yes, I'm sure that's true. We did have to evacuate the building a couple of times, and uh, we also restricted entrance to just the main 42nd Street door. Grand Central Terminal is a Landmark too, and people were very worried here. Reporting live, Irene Cornell, WCBS 880 News. On
6: the Long Island Railroad, we're hearing from our reporter Holly Hare that the LIRR is now riding for free. No uh, cost to ride the Long Island Railroad tonight and there is some limited east and westbound service right now on the Long Island Railroad. Let's go to the Chelsea Piers right now on the west side of Manhattan. WCBS reporter Peter Haskell.
19: Paul, the contrast here looking from north to south is just something you can't comprehend. You look to the north and you see... The Empire State Building standing there, grandly with the sun lifting off the west side of the building in the blue sky, and then you look down to the right. No more Twin Towers. A column of smoke still going skyward all these hours later plumes of smoke, ash-colored, it looks like a volcano. A lot of people have been coming here to get home. They don't know how exactly they're going to get home, but they're going to get on a ferry. All kinds of party boats, like the Spirit Cruise Lines and other party boats that would normally have dinner cruises, they're loading people up, taking them over to Lincoln Harbor and Weehawken. People are riding for free. We've seen hundreds, perhaps thousands, come through here, lining up, waiting for the next ferry over. When they get to the other side, there are Academy buses that we understand have also been donated. They're there. They're going to be taking Taking people to various uh, spots in New Jersey, we've been told more than 100 uh, buses. Now, Craig Logauer usually would go from the Port Authority, take a bus to kid He came here instead. He works over 22nd Street. He walked down to Canal Street, then walked back over to Chelsea Piers, and he said, "In his office today, absolutely nothing got done." I will say probably for the first few hours, everybody was trying
13: to see uh, where their loved ones and friends were, and then after that, you know, they're wondering, you know, how they were going to get out. What, you know, everyone was asking if they knew. You know, any ways out of the city, whether they're going to Long Island, Staten Island, New Jersey, you know, just pretty much everyone trying to figure out whoever needs the to see how they get out. The city, to get out. Is, it, is it sunk in yet? Uh, I, I, I don't think it's gonna sink in to me as much as until I, I go home and watch it on the news more. You know, I guess because I was here and I, I you know, it's,
19: it's, it doesn't seem real to me. It still seems like somewhat like a horror movie, you know. He said it was like watching that horror movie over and over again. Now, the West Side Highway is shut down in this part of the city. On the northbound lands up in about, uh, I don't know, maybe 25th to 26th Street, there are these huge orange sanitation uh, trucks that are blocking the highway. Uh, the southbound side is open, but emergency vehicles only. We've seen vehicles from all over the area, Westchester, Long Island, New Jersey, streaming down. We've seen construction, earth-moving type, of, type of equipment that will likely be used for the search and rescue. And uh, buses, city buses, have been dropping people off here so they can at least get to New Jersey and then uh, fend for themselves from there with the help of the Academy bus lines. Reporting live from Chelsea Piers, Peter Haskell, WCBS
6: 880 News. Peter, thanks. And WCBS reporter Jane Tillman Irving has been watching the scene playing out in lower Manhattan this afternoon. She joins us now live. Jane?
18: I'm at West Broadway and Duane, not far from the World Trade Center. And from where I am, I have a clear view of just smoke billowing down. At a certain point, everything disappears and all you see are billows of smoke, gray and white, coming from the uh, Seven World Trade Center, I guess, that has just recently gone down as well as the, the other buildings, but probably most recent recently from Seven World Trade Center. Took me a while to get here by cab, bus, and foot, and uh, as we drove through Times Square, I saw a building, and there appeared to be bed sheets or some large canvases spray-painted, and they said, they had messages up on a building, they said, America freedom must be defended, Uh, pray for the victims and their families. There were three of those messages and I walked by a firehouse and saw firemen sitting in absolute dejection. They were just exhausted looking and also as I walked by uh, in Chinatown I saw a man describing the uh, explosion to a group of people. I didn't understand his language but from his wild gesticulations and the word boom I knew exactly what he was talking about. Down here at this point, though, at West Broadway, it's quite eerily quiet. Everything is, is uh, closed up. Even the residential buildings don't seem to be occupied. I see uh, we have a lot of EMS, a lot of uh, official personnel, and a few pedestrians, but it's eerily quiet, and yet A little farther south, there's all that horror and smoke. Reporting live, Jane Tillman Irving, WCBS Radio.
11: Thanks a lot, Jane. A little farther south is WCBS reporter Mary Gay Taylor. We understand they're moving some heavy equipment in, Mary Gay.
12: Yes, some very big equipment. Uh, Now I guess that they had been waiting for that Building 7 to collapse. Now that it has, I think they hope to stabilize it and to get in there to see uh, what people didn't get out, if there are any people traps that they can rescue, or bodies of people who were killed in it. Uh, There are ambulances from all over the area lined up along the streets here, waiting. Uh, There are no reports of how many or whether any firefighters and police officers were killed who were in the building when the towers came down, one and two. Um, So they are in another phase now, I think, of of the work.
6: WCBS reporter Mary Gay Taylor joining us live. Right now, WCBS Newstime 628.
11: Let's get a traffic update as we go to WCBS reporter Tom Kaminsky.
5: Alright, and Cameron, let's go back to the rail situation. The Long Island Railroad with an update now. There is now limited service in both directions into and out of Penn Station and according to what we have been told by the LIRR, the service is now free of charge on the Long Island Railroad. They want you to get to wherever you need to get to and uh, there is limited service into and out of Penn Station on the LIRR RRR. Also limited service on Metro North, both ways into and out of Grand Central. Uh, still charging for that, uh, but at this point, at least there is service available. and uh, New York Waterway and other ferries are uh, being pressed into service on the west side piers. That at this point is the, probably the best way to try to get out to New Jersey. If you are walking along the west side, walking over toward the piers along the New York uh, Waterway uh, Ferry, uh, just north of Chelsea Piers, uh, you can take those to Weehawken. There is a shuttle bus service that has now been set up to take you to various points uh, in New Jersey. There is no schedule at all of any sort of service of any kind this evening. It is just going to be catch as catch can, but at least uh, that that ferry service appears to be uh, doing pretty well. Port Authority bus terminal is closed indefinitely. Path trains not running. Holland and Lincoln Tunnels, well, the Holland is closed both ways. The Lincoln out to New Jersey, only one lane open. The George Washington Bridge is closed all the way around. Back to Craig
14: Allen, WCBS Weather Center. Temperatures tonight will be down around 60 in the city, 50 to 55 for the suburbs, 45 to 50 in the chilly inland valleys. This under clear skies. Sunny tomorrow, 72 to 78. Thursday, sunny to partly cloudy, about 80. We could see a shower late Thursday or Thursday night, then clearing and cooler Friday. Fair, dry, and cool for Saturday and Sunday. I'm Craig Allen at the WCBS Weather Center.
6: Right now, Midtown Manhattan outside, 79 degrees, blue sky. 6:30 here at Stunning WCBS. And
21: cowardly strike on the United States. Terrorists and mighty skyscrapers crumbling to the ground. Many innocent people are dead. The president vows the killers will pay for this attack on America. September 11th, 2001. You will remember this day as long as you live. Good evening again. This is CBS News continuing coverage of the attack on America, a series of coordinated terror strikes today at this country, its people, our freedom. Strikes that came without warning. Four U.S. commercial jetliners were hijacked. Two crashed into the World Trade Center here in New York City and sent the giant Twin Towers filled with workers crumbling to the ground a third hijacked airliner slammed into the seat of American military power the Pentagon the fourth hijacked airliner target unknown but possibly a target intended in or near Washington went down in southwestern Pennsylvania here's what's happening at this hour as the evening goes on and night begins to fall in New York and Washington, brave rescue workers are searching desperately for victims in the rubble of the World Trade Center towers and a third building around the World Trade Center that also collapsed. Fifty thousand people generally work in the World Trade Center. Account of the dead still a long way off. Emergency operations are also continuing at the scene of the crisis at the Pentagon in Pennsylvania. There were well over 250 people on the four crashed planes. In contrast to the chaos on the ground, the skies are eerily quiet because the FAA has grounded all civilian aircraft at least until noon tomorrow. There is unprecedented security around the leadership of the US government. President uh, George W. Bush will address the nation from Washington, we're now told at 9 Eastern time this evening, and that will be roughly two and a half hours from now, the President will address the nation. The President has put the US military on high alert worldwide. President Bush vowed that the United States will find and punish whoever's behind what he described as, quote, these cowardly acts. Early speculation, underscore the word speculation, centers on Osama bin Laden. We have mobilized the full resources of CBS News to bring you clear, accurate coverage of this day that will live in infamy. CBS News correspondents and producers are deployed throughout the country and around the world. We began here in New York City. Ground zero for the attack on America. This day's horrific events began with the familiar turbine whine of jet engines over New York City. But this Boeing 767 was too low and not in the regular flight pattern. It was aimed straight for the massive twin towers of the World Trade Center. CBS's Byron Pitts is on the scene tonight, Byron. Dan,
4: without exaggeration, this part of Manhattan looks like a battlefield. We have seen blood. We have seen body parts. We have watched people die in front of our eyes. This was terrorism like we in America have never seen before. 8.48 AM, mayhem in Manhattan.
2: We saw a plane coming very low and everyone said, wow, that plane is very, very low. I was walking to work and all of a sudden I
9: see a jet crash into the first tower.
4: An American Airlines flight loaded with 92 people crashes head-on into the North Tower of the World Trade Center.
18: And then we heard the crash, we ran so to I the window, into the building. it went into the Trade, we center. It hit the trade center, we, we saw the out. shrapnel fall, and then we said get out. And
12: minutes later... Oh I there's out. another one, another plane just hit, <gasps> Right. Oh, oh my god, <gasps> another plane has just
2: hit. I ho- heard a roar and I looked around thinking that it had to be a helicopter and I looked up and I saw the second plane hit. A
4: second commercial plane, a United Airlines jet also hijacked, carrying 65 people, plows into the South Tower.
23: First one we thought was an accident. When we heard there was a second one, we definitely thought it was terrorism. On the
4: ground, witnesses could not believe their eyes. <laughs> oh, are 70 stories up with the building burning. Reason gave way to desperation. New York's bravest never had a chance. We really
23: never even got to cl- close that close to the building. The explosion
4: blew and it, it knocked everybody over. Less than an hour later, the South Tower came crumbling down. It collapsed. The top floors collapsed down. I saw it blow, blow and then ran like hell. Thank God. I'm 69, but I can still run. <laughs> but it was far from over. Uh, Tower 2 collapsed into Tower 1. Within minutes after that, we were ordered out. When the dust settled, signs of life started to emerge. Chaos. It's just chaos out here. It really is. So the Twin Towers fall. It's amazing. It's crazy. can't believe this shit is happening. I really can't. Nightmares. Armageddon right here. This was the worst act of terrorism on U.S. soil, but not the first attack on the World Trade Center. Eight years ago, terrorists set off bombs in the basement in an effort to take down the two towers. They failed. Today, mission accomplished.
24: I tell you what, it's a a sad day for America, it really is.
4: By 2 o'clock this afternoon, firefighters and police officers and paramedics by the hundreds stood by, many of them feeling helpless. There was nothing they could do at this point because the building was still unsecure. Our main
25: priority is to get in, do a search and rescue, look for survivors, and then clean up uh, what's left. Uh, And we can't do that until the building is deemed safe.
4: Ankle deep in debris and despair, rescue workers waited. Some had relatives of their own inside. One police officer told me her sister worked here on the 40th floor due in at 9 a.m. She was always early, she said. Always. A sign on a paramedic's van spoke volumes.
23: We're going to do the best that we can to get people out of there, get into the hospital, get back in line, go back out there and do
4: it again. New York Port Authority Police Chief William Hall choked back tears. For him, this was no longer just work. On a personal level, because I know that these are all your men and it's, it's a business, but I'm sure a lot of these guys are your friends. How are you holding out, out? business now. It's personal now. Sir? It's personal now. We
12: have to get
4: them. Back live, we have had little relief here. Take a look at this. about an hour ago world trade center building number seven collapsed a forty two story building weakened by the devastation that had occurred earlier today no word any casualties in the building it was the one calamity that was not a surprise police had evacuated the area hours ago fearful building number seven would indeed fall down this morning when tower the first tower collapsed. I was standing about three blocks away with CBS News correspondent Mika Brzezinski. As a fireball rolled towards Mika grabbed her shoes I grabbed her hand and we ran like hell thousands did. Dan except for a few sirens I have never heard New York City this
21: quiet. Graveyard quiet. Dan. Byron Pitts in lower Manhattan when the first World Trade Center building was hit rescue workers rushed to it We are now told that some of those rescue workers died as the second World Trade Center building was hit and eventually the two buildings collapsed. Now about today's other terror strike at the seat and symbol of U.S. military power, the U.S. Defense Department, the Pentagon. There were 64 people aboard American Flight 77, the jetliner hijackers used to ram into the Pentagon. CBS News' David Martin reports the deadly impact there. David.
15: Dan, as you can see behind me, the Pentagon is still smoldering from that direct hit it suffered this morning, but it's finally cooled down enough so that rescue workers can begin the task of recovering the dead and wounded. One early count put the number of dead at 20, but no one expects it to stop there. The first attack ever on the Pentagon occurred at 9.38 a.m. Eastern Time. Clipped this pole over here, hit another
6: pole and slammed right into the building. Huge explosion. Uh, and then utter pandemonium, as you might imagine. I mean, everybody was screaming, oh, my God.
15: A hijacked American Airlines jet, which had just taken off from Dulles Airport, flew right up the main highway leading north into Washington and straight into the citadel of American military power.
24: There was no doubt about it. It was American Airlines slammed right into the building. And there was no doubt about it. Whoever was piloting that plane
6: was aiming for the Pentagon.
15: Fearful that, like the World Trade Center, a second airliner was on its way, most of the building's 23,000 workers fled. plane's coming in, Come on. Let's go! Let's Come go. here. Let's go. go. F-16 fighters circled overhead looking for a second attack. But the damage had already been done. The plane had drilled a hole about a third of the way through the world's largest office building. The wounded were rushed to nearby hospitals as the fire spread and an entire section of the building collapsed, trapping many, many more inside.
3: Arlington Search and Rescue personnel are just now, and it's about uh, almost two o'clock, just now gaining access to portions of the building where the
15: plane hit because the fires were too intense. One ray of hope. The Pentagon is undergoing a major renovation and some of the offices in the path of the plane were vacant. We're trying to find out who made it out okay and account for the people that may not have made it out. When the plane hit, Defense Secretary Rumsfeld dashed from his office on the other side of the building. And, and proceeded
5: down towards the impact point in the building. It we actually went outside the building and
3: was helpful in getting several people that were injured onto stretchers and then came back into the building and was in the National Military Command Center. With
15: smoke hanging in the air of the command center, Rumsfeld ordered aircraft carriers, amphibious ships, cruisers and destroyers to New York and Washington where they can serve as floating hospitals help with the cleanup and provide air defense against the possibility of more attacks. Rescue efforts are a long way from over, but the FBI is already combing the debris for clues to who was behind this. The Pentagon has put all its bases on the highest state of alert, and the State Department has done the same thing with American embassies around the world. The early suspicion is that Osama bin Laden was behind this, and U.S. officials say eventually there will be military retaliation. Dan.
21: David Martin reporting live from the Pentagon. President Bush is just reported to have landed at Andrews Air Force Base just outside of Washington. He is said to be going to the White House itself. From there, he will address the American people tonight. We will see and hear it of course, live on CBS News. Uh, As regards the explosions in Kabul, Afghanistan, a senior Pentagon official now says, and I quote him, that is not a U.S. strike. Repeat, not a U.S. strike. This despite reports from the scene by at least one reporter on the scene who said that it was a missile strike. A senior Pentagon official says that it's simply not true. It wasn't a U.S. strike. Now, to punish those behind today's attacks, the United States and its people must first determine who they are. We are a country that believes in facts and the pursuit of facts. The facts are few about who's responsible for this. There has been much speculation, Italicize, underscore the word speculation about that today, with Osama bin Laden, the renegade Saudi millionaire, frequently mentioned. No one knows who did this. CBS's Jim Stewart in Washington is following the investigation, checking his sources, and has this live report, Jim. Dan,
26: apparently we have a little bit more now than just speculation. U.S. intelligence officials and law enforcement no longer have just a theory about today's unprecedented attack. They now have some evidence, and it all points to Osama bin Laden. Sources tell CBS News that hours after the attack, intelligence agents detected what one official is calling significant indicators that the suicide planes were hijacked by members of al-Qaeda, the terrorist group that reports to bin Laden. Sources describe the intelligence as communications intercepts but would not provide any details. It's not definitive, said one official, but it is persuasive. Sensing that bin Laden would quickly become a suspect, Afghanistan's ruling Taliban party, which has been giving him safe refuge, called a press conference. We do not allow Osama bin Laden to operate from our land, the Taliban said, warning the U.S. not to take any, quote, speedy actions to retaliate. Meanwhile, law enforcement sources said there had been no credible claims for the joint attacks and that intelligence had picked up no specific threats aimed at targets inside the United States before the attacks took place. Within minutes of today's attacks, officials were pointing to the 1993 bombing of the World Trade Center by a group with ties to bin Laden, citing it as proof that bin Laden has never given up on his dream to destroy the symbol of America's economic power. And in recent months, analysts say bin Laden has only become more and more sophisticated in his attempts to strike at the United States. They point specifically to his simultaneous attack on two U.S. embassies in East Africa.
4: They also went directly against a U.S. destroyer, which was heavily guarded, and they did put a hole in that ship, the USS Cole. So they have a track record of conducting attacks that one would think they might not be capable of.
26: Late today, the U.S. intelligence community was rapidly sorting through a priority list of potential suspects within the U.S. for electronic eavesdropping, with sources saying the number may reach into the hundreds. There is also specific physical evidence that investigators are eager to examine. First are the transcripts of communications between the suicide aircraft and ground controllers, and second are cockpit tape recordings of conversations in the doomed aircraft themselves. The working theory is that the hijackers were pilots themselves and forcefully took over the controls to dive the jets
21: straight into their targets. Dan. Jim Stewart, good work with getting that new information about increasing evidence, real hard evidence, nothing conclusive yet that bin Laden is tied to this. But do U.S. intelligence officials know where bin Laden is, still in Afghanistan, Pakistan, Balochistan? Do they have any idea? As recently as the
26: beginning of the week, they had uh, reason to believe that he was hanging out in the two locations that he has most frequently been at in uh, in Afghanistan, and that's the cities of Jalalabad and Kandahar. Now, he travels frequently, Dan, and he does so by SUV and caravans with sometimes as many as 100 guards. It's a safe bet that he is on the move again
21: tonight. United States Secretary of Defense, thank you, Jim Stewart. U.S. Secretary of Defense Donald Rumsfeld has begun a briefing at the Pentagon. We pick it up in progress live. Ladies and gentlemen, as the secretary just said, today we have watched the tragedy of an outrageous act of barbaric terrorism carried out by fanatics against both civilians and military people, acts that have killed and maimed many innocent and decent citizens of our country. I extend my condolences to the entire Department of Defense families, military and civilian, and to the families of all those throughout our nation who lost loved ones. I think this is indeed a reminder of the the tragedy and the tragic dangers that we face day in and day out, both here at home as well as abroad. I would tell you up front, I have no intentions of discussing today what comes next, but make no mistake about it, your armed forces are ready. Chairman Chairman of the
23: uh, Senate Armed Services Committee, Carl Levin.
27: Our intense focus on recovery and helping the injured and the families of those who were killed is matched only by our determination to prevent more attacks and matched only by our unity to track down, root out, and relentlessly pursue terrorists states that support them and harbor them they are the common enemy of the civilized world our institutions are strong and our unity is palpable senator john warner thank you as a past chairman uh, preceding carl Levin, i can assure you that the congress stands behind our president and the president speaks with one voice for this entire nation. This is indeed the most tragic hour in America's history. And yet I think it can be its finest hour. As our president and those with him, most notably our secretary of defense, our chairman, and the men and women of the arms forces all over this world stand ready not only to defend this nation and our allies against further attack but to take such actions as are directed in the future in retaliation for this terrorist act a series of terrorist acts unprecedented in world history we call upon the entire world to step up and help Because terrorism is a common enemy to all, and we're in this together. The United States has borne the brunt, but who can be next? Step forward and let us hold accountable and punish those that have perpetrated this attack. Again, I commend the secretary, the chairman, and how proud we are. We spoke with our president here moments ago. He's got a firm grip on this situation and the secretary and the general have a firm grip on our armed forces and in communication of the world over.
23: Thank you very much. We'll take a few questions and uh, then we'll adjourn. Charlie.
19: Mr. Secretary, did you have any inkling at all
16: in any way that something of this nature and something of this scope might be planned?
23: Uh, Charlie, we, we don't discuss intelligence matters.
19: I see. And how, and how how would you respond if you find out who
23: did this? The uh, Obviously, the President of the United States has spoken on that subject, and those are issues that he will address in good time. Mr. Yes.
28: Secretary, we are, we are getting reports uh, from CNN and others that there are bombs exploding in Kabul Afghanistan are we at the moment striking back and if so is the target Osama bin Laden and his organization
23: I've seen those reports uh, they in no way is the United States government connected to those explosions
28: what about Osama bin Laden do you suspect him as the prime suspect in this uh,
23: it's 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 not the time for discussions like that
21: A show of bipartisan support and solidarity at the Pentagon with Secretary of Defense uh, Rumsfeld, um, orchestrating this bipartisan appearance by members of Congress and General Hugh Shelton, uh, the chairman of the military Joint Chiefs of Staff in Washington. That will go on for a bit, but the Secretary of Defense uh, never noted for uh, 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 talking uh, a lot under uh, crisis circumstances, making clear he wasn't going to say a lot about what's going on. President Bush condemned the terrorist attacks. He vowed to bring those responsible to justice when it is determined who did it. The president is now back in Washington, uh, headed at last report for the White House itself. He intends to address the nation from Washington this evening. We expect that at 9 o'clock uh, Eastern time, it would be 8 Central and, of course, 6 p.m. Uh, on the West Coast. CBS News Chief White House Correspondent John Roberts has the latest. John? Dan, even as the
3: president makes his way back to the White House, the administration is still t- trying to come to grips with the scope of this tragedy. Secret Service sources tell CBS News that this indeed was just like Pearl Harbor there was nothing on their threat assessment no warning that this was coming the president was in Florida when word of the attacks first broke reading with a group of elementary students Mr. Bush was stopped cold when his chief of staff delivered the news
1: move everybody
3: Moments later, in Washington, an urgent call to evacuate the White House.
1: I'm told that a plane went into the Pentagon, and they're
28: chasing us off the ground
3: here. here. It was an extraordinary scene as staff and the press corps were rushed from the grounds. If the Pentagon had been targeted, the Secret Service feared the president's home could be next. Get Everybody back. Everybody back. Fire trucks took up positions on Pennsylvania Avenue, while SWAT teams stood vigil from the roof. Police sealed off a two-block area around the White House. The only ones left inside the mansion, the Vice President and his national security team, coordinating response to the crisis from the Situation Room. With a continuing threat in Washington, this would not allow the President to return and had him fly immediately to the security of Barksdale Air Force Base in Louisiana. Freedom itself was attacked this morning by a faceless coward. The full scope of the tragedy now apparent, Mr. Bush addressed the nation and vowed these acts of terrorism will not stand. Make no mistake,
17: the United States will hunt down and punish those responsible for these cowardly acts.
3: From Barksdale, the president headed for Offutt Air Force Base in Nebraska, home of the Strategic Air Command, where he conferred with his national security staff about how to proceed. Confident that the White House had been secured, he then headed back for Washington, determined to send a signal to the world that America would stand strong in the face of these horrible acts. And Dan, some more tough talk tonight from the president ahead of his address to the nation. A report just filed from aboard Air Force One. His spokesman quoting the president is saying, we will find these people and they will suffer the consequences of taking on this nation. We will do what it takes. No one is going to diminish the spirit of this nation,
21: Dan. John Robertson, Washington uh, Live. John, uh, what's the security situation at the White House at this moment?
3: Well, Dan, the White House is still locked down. Uh, we are not allowed back in. Uh, there is a small crew that's been allowed back into. to uh, to uh, tape the president uh, uh, live tonight at 9 o'clock. You can see the helicopters are just uh, starting to arrive on the south lawn of the White House. Uh, Dan, as a security precaution, Air Force One, which is always shadowed by uh, fighter jets wherever it travels, was was more than shadowed today. And it's way back from Nebraska. There was an F-15 positioned on each wing. And even now, Dan, every once in a while, we hear a fighter jet uh, flying combat air patrol, if you will, over Washington, D.C., something this nation never thought they would see happen. Again, the president just now arriving back at the White House. We'll hear from him later
21: on tonight. At 9 o'clock Eastern Time. Thanks, John Roberts. One of the few things that seems certain tonight is that these hijackings and attacks were meticulously planned and carried out with great precision. It also took a lot of money to do it. Uh, all of that is strongly supported by hard facts now at hand. CBS News correspondent Bob Orr who covers aviation for us, has pieced it together. Bob? Well, Dan, there's no doubt at all it was a highly coordinated
10: attack, launched with simultaneous breaches of security at three of the nation's busiest airports this morning. Under the cover of the hectic morning rush hour, when airports are particularly vulnerable, hijackers boarded four large passenger jets, two each from American Airlines and United Airlines, two of the strongest symbols of U.S. aviation. American Flight 11, a Boeing 767, took off first at 7.45 this morning from Boston, bound for Los Angeles. Thirteen minutes later, another 767, United Flight 175, also left Boston for L.A. At virtually the same moment, United Flight 93, a 757, took off from Newark for San Francisco. And to the south, at Washington's Dulles Airport, another 757, American Flight 77, flew off towards Los Angeles. The first sign that anything was wrong was noticed by air traffic controllers, who watched the jets stray from their planned routes. This computerized radar path shows how the first plane, American Airlines Flight 11, climbed out of Boston and, as expected, headed northwest across Massachusetts. But watch what happened. As the plane entered eastern New York, it turned sharply to the south and headed straight for Manhattan. The 767 hit the World Trade Center at 8.48 this morning. And 16 minutes later, United Flight 175 delivered the second blow. The jets, fueled for cross-country flights, were filled with tens of thousands of gallons of volatile fuel. They were literally flying bombs, each with an explosive power far greater than the blast that leveled the Oklahoma City Federal Building. Based on radio communications from the planes, FAA authorities knew they were dealing with a terrorist attack and immediately moved to close New York and Washington airports. And for the first time in U.S. history, all flights across the country were grounded. But there were still two hijacked jets in the air, and one of them, American Airlines Flight 77, took aim on the Pentagon. It crashed in a fireball at 9.38. Meanwhile, the fourth plane, the flight from Newark to San Francisco, was heading west, and it traveled all the way into northeastern Ohio. The controllers monitoring radar watched as the jet then did a U-turn and headed back towards the east coast. At 10.20, two and a half hours after the four-pronged attack was launched, Plane crashed in a rural Pennsylvania field. I happened to hear the plane
19: come through. It sounded like it was running normally. When it come down over top of me, I seen it go nose dive straight into the ground down here.
10: Two hundred eighty-five people died aboard the airliners today, and tonight the FAA is at a loss to explain how the security failures happened this morning. Now you should know that numerous investigations have revealed gaping holes in this nation's aviation security system. But an important point to remember, and as I continue here you see the president arriving in Marine One on the south lawn of the White House, it's important to remember that these were suicide attacks this morning, long acknowledged worldwide as the very hardest to stop. There is no piece of equipment, no scanner, no screener that absolutely can stop a terrorist who is willing to die.
21: Dan. Bob Orr, live in Washington, just as you see a live photograph of President Bush stepping off Marine One, the helicopter that brought him from Andrews Air Force Base where Air Force One took him a few moments ago. A salute to the Marine Guard and a naturally somber-faced President strides past the beautiful Rose Garden into the White House and into the Oval Office. The President will be addressing the nation tonight at 9 o'clock, Eastern time, that'll be 8 central, 6 on the far west coast. President Bush has spoken twice today. On both occasions, among other things, he asked for prayers for the families of victims of today's terrorist attacks. Now, Bob Orr, as we have only uh, a few, well, actually, about a minute left in this particular section, but our CBS News coverage will continue, of course, There was this report from Barbara Olson, the wife of the U.S. Solicitor General, who by telephone from the hijacked plane that eventually hit the Pentagon described some of the hijackers as having knife-like equipment. What's that all about? Well, Dan, I think it could be critical in understanding
10: how the security was breached. Remember, at airport checkpoints, there are two main pieces of equipment. There are X-ray machines. They are designed exclusively to look for the shape of a gun. That's the weapon that aviation experts fear. Also, there are magnetometers, metal detectors, and they are designed to pick up any metal, also a gun. But imagine for a moment, we heard uh, apparently that Barbara Olson radioed they were using knife-like devices. Uh, What if these were made of some other hard material, some kind of plastic? What if they were disguised as fountain pens, or secured somewhere on the body of the person, or within a briefcase? They would not automatically set off the kind of alarm bells that a gun would set off. And in order for these attacks to have been uh, promulgated simultaneously, it might go a long way to explain how they were able to breach the system three
21: different places at once. Dan? Bob Orr in Washington. Now you're watching continuing CBS News coverage of the attack on America.
7: Terror strikes the U.S. A special report from WCBS.
6: Good evening. Tonight here in New York, the night in which America has been attacked by terror. I'm Paul Murnane.
11: And this is Cameron Swayze. WCBS News Time, 7 o'clock.
21: The number of casualties will be more than any, any of us can bear, ultimately.
11: The words of Mayor Giuliani as rescue crews sift through the rubble of the World Trade Center. Thousands are missing and fear dead in the biggest terrorist attack in American history.
6: The city is essentially closed down tonight. People are struggling to get in and out. Let's get our first live report of the evening. And Tom Kaminsky in the tra- tra- traffic center right now with the very latest, Tom.
5: All right, and uh, Paul, let's uh, go back to uh, the roadways that are closed. And the thing we really need to stress is that trying to get around anywhere tonight is just going to take a lot of extra time there. Lots of folks out on the roads, uh, especially around the area, around Manhattan, in New Jersey, and out on Long Island. There are lane closings all over the place, so you can get by, but you really need to just take a breath, and you will be able to get there. Just slow down, and easy does it. Remember tonight, easy does it, please. The eastbound lanes of Route 3 are closed down at the New Jersey Turnpike. Westbound side has been reopened. 80 and 95 is closed down from the GWB out through the New Jersey Turnpike. Route 46 is also shut down in four. 4- Lee. Let's go to the Hudson River crossings. We do have a change now. The George Washington Bridge, the outbound upper level has now been reopened. Still inbound closed. The Lincoln Tunnel is now closed in both directions again. The Holland Tunnel has been closed since this began this morning. That should remain the case. Now, all of the approaches into Manhattan are shut at this point. Queensbound, the Midtown Tunnel is open, but that is only Queensbound. Queensbound 59th Street Bridge, that is also open. The New York Waterway at this point appears to be the best way to get around. It is running. There are other ferries that are running along those west side piers. They will take you to Weehawken, New Jersey. There is shuttle bus service set up. But again, there is no schedule here involved. Any schedule has now been thrown out the window entirely. In terms of the other rail uh, situations out of Penn Station, the LIRR is running with limited service in both directions. They are running free of charge out of Grand Central Metro North is also running with limited service in both directions. New Jersey Transit, nothing inbound into Newark Penn Station or New York Penn Station, heading out of Manhattan. It is on a load-and-go basis on the Northeast Corridor, North Jersey Coastline, and Midtown Direct. Now, if you are on the Raritan Valley line, you will have to change trains. You will need to transfer at Newark Penn Station. At this point, that's what we have, and uh, Cameron and Paul, back to you.
6: All right, Tom Kaminsky there keeping track of things here, and his night now falls on- Manhattan, the black smoke still fills the skyline where the Twin Towers used to stand.
11: And down below, rescuers work feverishly in the search for survivors. WCBS reporter Mary Gay Taylor with the latest.
12: Well, New York City is stunned, Cameron. If people don't believe what happened, all they have to do is look up and see billowing smoke still rising from the World Trade Center complex. Building number seven is now down that housed Mayor Giuliani's emergency command center, the bunker, that was equipped to deal with almost any emergency except, it turns out, a plane crashing into it. They're bringing in now the heavy equipment, and the ambulances are lined up along West Broadway, everyone waiting to hear how many more injured and dead are inside. WCBS has been hearing reports of a huge number of, of emergency workers, perhaps as many as 200 firefighters, 250 cops, uh, were in the building helping people out when the first and second towers collapsed. The fire department says we have no confirmation, but they say get back to us in an hour. We hope to have some numbers. Reporting live from Lower Manhattan, Mary Gay Taylor, WCBS 880 News. It
6: was about 5.30 tonight as building number 7 came down. WCBS reporter Allison Keys watched it happen.
12: There was a huge
9: plume of black and orange smoke wafting over lower Manhattan where you used to see the towers of the World Trade Center. World Trade Center 7 collapsed not too long ago. That 47-story building fell on top of two other buildings. Now there's a cloud of debris that's like something from a nuclear bomb. It's like snow. But I'm told it's asbestos, and it's very dangerous. People should not be inhaling this.
6: And the downtown area has been completely evacuated in
11: Manhattan. WCBS reporter Peter Haskell is at the improvised triage center that has been set up to deal with this emergency. Peter.
19: Well, we've been hearing all afternoon how at any time uh, some of these survivors, the injured survivors, would be coming this way. That has not happened yet, but let us uh, describe for you exactly what is set up here. At Chelsea Piers, there is a large TV studio. Uh, There are lights inside for the studio and the like. What they have done is they've taken desks, they've taken tables, they put plywood on top of flat surfaces, and they've put sheets on top of them. If you've ever seen the TV show M.A.S.H., where they line up all the operating tables in a row, that's what it looks like here. They're using some of the TV studio lights to actually shine the lights on those tables. They brought in IV poles, canisters of oxygen. We've seen IVs set up. There are also tables uh, for food, for folks who are working here, uh, medical equipment, boxes of gloves, uh, surgical scrubs, all kinds of things, anything that, that the doctors would need. And we would estimate that probably more than 50 tables set up here. We understand that there are more than 100 doctors and nurses here. Uh, Federal emergency uh, management people are here. They've been uh, working with this as well. And just about anything that they can manage to put together, they are doing. Dr. Leon Piric is a volunteer. He is uh, with St. Vincent, and he came by here to see what he could do. I've set up is two
23: units, one is the medical and one is the surgical. And they triage the patients. the medical patients will go into the medical area, anyone who requires surgery will go into the surgical area. And they also have a morgue set up.
9: And a morgue all down here.
23: And then once they stabilize them, they will decide which hospital to send them to based on their
19: injury. Now, interesting to note that uh, he indicated that a morgue was being set up. You have to realize that there are ice rings here, which offers refrigeration, something you don't want to talk about, uh, talk about, but it becomes a reality. Uh, there is no official word. That was the doctor talking about it. We have not heard that officially, but again, when you consider that there are ice rings here, that would seem to be a reasonable possibility. Looking downtown, we can still see that smoke billowing out from where the World Trade Center used to be, and actually to the east of there, uh, I imagine that is uh, where seven World Trade Center, there is uh, lighter plumes of smoke still going skyward, but this has just been uh, unrelenting in terms of the soot and the volcanic eruption uh, that it, or what it appears to be a volcanic eruption, uh, that uh, soot and smoke uh, and ash still billowing skyward. It has been quite a day. They are ready here for anything. There are signs that have been painted on sheets, triage and trauma, and they will do what they can to help those who are brought here. Reporting live from Chelsea, Piers, Peter Haskell today, CBS 880 News. Peter,
6: thank you. A day of ghastly images on TV, a day of tears, a day of anger. WCBS reporter Rich Lamb is outside St. Patrick's Cathedral tonight. Rich?
13: And Midtown Manhattan right now is like a strange netherworld tonight. Almost no car or bus traffic. The light changes at an intersection and no vehicles cross. We spoke to a friend, Herb Stupp. He said he was downtown in his office today. And walked outside just after one of the World Trade Center towers collapsed. you was three or four blocks away. He turned a corner to see that 20-foot high wave of dust and debris uh, headed for him. He said he did a 180 and started running the other way. That was the experience of a lot of people today in lower Manhattan. Here at St. Patrick's Cathedral, there were prayers. Edward Cardinal Egan was moved seeing what he called the ruins of lower Manhattan. Egan said that uh, watching the professionalism of the cops and firefighters and doctors and nurses and paramedics at Chelsea Piers gave him a sense of hope and a sense of peace. Egan uh, warned New Yorkers against vengeance.
27: This is no time for hate. This is no time for plans or imaginings of retaliation. We seek out who did this and injustice.
14: In the style of civilized people, we will bring them before the court of justice.
13: Added Egan, hate never begets peace. Egan announced that a Catholic chaplain, Father Michael Judge, was killed in the aftermath of the terror attack, live outside of St. Patrick's Cathedral. Rich Lamb, WCBS 880
11: News. Thank you, Rich. And now for the quick traffic update, here is Tom Kaminsky. All right. So go
5: back over to the uh, rail situation. The LIRR with limited service in both directions, into and out of Penn Station. The service on the LIRR is free of charge tonight. Metro North also running with some limited service, even though you'll have to pay for it. At least it's up and running into and out of Grand Central. New York Waterway, other ferries, possibly the best way to get out of Manhattan into New Jersey. New Jersey Transit Trains, we have a uh, limited service, and uh, it is a uh, as follows. Outbound on a load-and-go basis, Northeast Carter, North Jersey Coastline, Midtown Direct, Raritan Valley Line will need to transfer at Newark-Penn Station. Uh, the Holland Tunnel is closed. The Lincoln Tunnel is closed. The George Washington Bridge at this point, the upper level has been reopened to New Jersey. That means the westbound Cross Bronx has now been reopened at the Major Deegan. Uh, and also the Major Deegan ramps to the outbound GWB have been reopened. But keep in mind, this could change at Anytime, Terror strikes the
7: U.S. A special report from WCBS. At 710 CBS
0: News Update, I'm John Harchie.
21: Make no mistake about it, your armed forces are ready.
0: Joint Chiefs Chairman General Hugh Shelton a short while ago at a news briefing with Defense Secretary Donald
23: Rumsfeld. The briefing here is taking place in the Pentagon. The Pentagon's functioning It'll be in business tomorrow.
0: The defense secretary was making a point. The Pentagon was one of the targets in this morning's terrorist attack on the United States. Part of the building caught fire and was heavily damaged when a hijacked commercial airliner crashed into it.
23: I felt the, the shock of the uh, airplane hitting the building. Uh, went through the building and then out into the area, and they were bringing uh... bodies out that had been injured um, most of which were alive and moving but uh... seriously injured
0: the defense secretary said there's no definite number yet on the number of casualties the other target was new york city the world trade center towers which were destroyed terrorists used a hijacked commercial plane there, too. They used two planes. More from CBS
26: News correspondent Jim Stewart. Sources tell CBS News that hours after the attack, intelligence agents detected what one official is calling significant indicators that the suicide planes were hijacked by members of al-Qaeda, the terrorist group that reports to bin Laden. Sources describe the intelligence as communications intercepts, but would not provide any details. It's not definitive, said one official, but it is persuasive. President Bush plans to address
0: the within the next couple of hours from Washington. CBS News Update. I'm John Harchie.
11: Heard here on WCBS 880 with Paul Murnane. This is Cameron Swayze. We'd just like to pass along to you quickly a couple of numbers here about donating blood because as you've heard, there has been an urgent call for blood donors as well as doctors and nurses. New York State has established toll-free telephone numbers for anyone who wants to help by donating blood. Registered nurses and emergency medical services personnel should call one 800 628 628-0193, The number for doctors, 518 431 For blood donors in the New York City region, the number to call, 800-692-5663. Or 2566 I know they went by fairly quickly, but we will pass them along to you as we go along through the evening. WCBS News Time seven twelve. It has
6: been a day of unforgettable images we've seen in the sky over Lower Manhattan, where once the Twin Towers stood, now there is just a pall of smoke. WCBS Newsman Jeff Kaplan, who has been here since the wee hours of this morning, you've been out on the streets of Manhattan this afternoon. It's a very different scene out there, well, isn't think it?
24: Think of what Manhattan would be like normally at this hour. Everybody getting ready for the Broadway shows, the dinners, the people out on the 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 street, the vendors, none of it. None. Uh, it is a ghost town in Manhattan. Uh, on the major avenues, you'd normally seem clogged with cars, getting home, trying to get out of the city, coming in for the shows, nothing. The occasional emergency vehicle, the occasional taxi cab, uh, nothing more than that. Uh, we were looking for a place to have a cup of coffee this evening. It was hard. Uh, what we did find was people at the drugstore, everybody seemingly, uh, trying to get a hold of toothpaste, some way to get themselves through the night, uh, the impromptu arrangements they have to make uh, to last out a night in Midtown, who can- they can't leave. Uh, long lines uh, at the drugstore came. Counters, but finding a restaurant is going to be difficult tonight, or a store open. Starbucks closed. The Gap closed. It, it seems like they closed up late this afternoon, and there's just not much going on at all. Unbelievable scene out there. It's not anything
6: like we would see, as you, know, you said. It, it kind you know.
24: of reminds me of New Year's Eve, when all the police had uh, the entire Midtown Manhattan sealed off at the Millennium, except uh, the police aren't out there. They're down in Lower Manhattan. It's just completely quiet.
11: Frequently, at a time like this, we find people clustered around, talking to each other, you know, and somebody has a transistor radio. Or maybe there's a television going in a window. I saw some of this before I got into yeah, the city it's still earlier going on. today. The few and stores. people stand around and, then on, and and in a taxi stand there was a fellow and he was relaying information because he had a radio on and people were standing around wondering what was going to happen. Yeah, all the but radio all stations. All of, them, so, all of them, I think, as you indicated, with
24: that kind of numb shell-shocked look on their face. Uh, nobody can believe it. Occasionally, you just see somebody walking down the street crying in midtown Manhattan. It's not hard to figure out why.
6: Unbelievable. Jeff Kaplan, we appreciate you coming in tonight. We've been bringing you team coverage here on WCBS 880 of a day of disaster in New York, a day of disaster in Washington, a day of terror in America. WCBS Time
11: now 714. We also have some school closings. Uh, of course, let's just repeat that the New York Stock Exchange is going to be closed tomorrow, and all New York City public and parochial schools will be closed tomorrow, Wednesday, September 12th. In addition to that, the Brooklyn campus of Long Island University has canceled classes for tomorrow.
6: Yeah, the Cooper Union for the Advancement of Science and the Arts in Manhattan, that's closed for tomorrow. Uh, St. Anthony St. Alphonso School, Brooklyn, closed tomorrow. The Borough of Manhattan Community College, BMCC in Manhattan, is closed. Xavier High School in Brooklyn. And Juilliard School closed. The United Nations International School closed. Our Savior Lutheran School and Church in the Bronx. The school there is closed. And I uh, hope I don't mangle this one here. The Shulamith Elementary and High School in Brooklyn. That is closed for tomorrow. No evening classes at the New York Theological Seminary tonight. And the Lexington School for the Deaf in Queens. No class tomorrow.
11: Yeah, We have a couple from New Jersey coming in here. St. Anthony's in Patterson, New Jersey will be closed tomorrow. We expect that there will be more. And as we get that information of course, we'll pass it along to you. Also, Felician College in Bergen. We expect that to be closed tomorrow.
6: And we've also been telling you all about uh, how you can donate blood and those locations... Those uh, locations include the New York Blood Center, 310 East 67th Street between 1st and 2nd Avenue, and the Red Cross, that's at 150 Amsterdam Avenue at 66th Street. WCBS Newstime, 716. Terror strikes the U.S. A special report from WCBS. We want to bring you right now a news conference in Washington, D.C., right now. Health and Human, John Ashcroft, the Attorney General, right now. We want to listen and see what he has to Today say. Today,
29: America has experienced one of the greatest tragedies ever witnessed on our soil. These heinous acts of violence are an assault on the security of our nation. They're an assault on the security and the freedom of every American citizen. We will not tolerate such acts. We will expend every effort and devote all the necessary resources to bring the people responsible for these acts, these crimes, to justice now is the time for us to come together as a nation to offer our support our prayers for victims and for their families for the rescue workers for law enforcement officials for every one of us that has been changed forever by this horrible tragedy the following is a summary of the known facts surrounding today's incidents american airlines flight 11 departed boston for los angeles hijacked by suspects armed with knives this plane crashed into the world trade center united airlines flight one seventy five departed boston for los angeles was hijacked and crashed into the world trade center american airlines flight seventy seven departed washington Dulles for los angeles was hijacked and crashed into the pentagon united airlines flight ninety three Departed Newark for San Francisco, was hijacked, and crashed in Shanksville, Pennsylvania. Crime scenes have been established by the federal authorities in New York, in Washington, D.C., area, in Pittsburgh, in Boston, and in Newark. The full resources of the Department of Justice, including the Federal Bureau of Investigation, the Immigration and Naturalization Service, the U.S. Attorney's Offices, the U.S. Marshals Service, the Bureau of Prisons, the Drug Enforcement Administration, and the Office of Justice Programs are being deployed to investigate these crimes and to assist survivors and victim families. Thousands of FBI agents in all of the field offices across the country and in the international Legate offices, assisted by personnel from other Department of Justice agencies, are cooperating in this investigation. The FBI has established a website where people can report any information about these crimes. That address is www.ifccfbi.gov. That address again, www.ifccfbi.gov. Individuals can report any information they know about these crimes to that website. It takes courage for individuals to come forward in situations like this, and I urge anyone with information that may be useful and helpful to authorities to use this opportunity. The Office of Victims of Crime has established a toll-free 800 number for family and friends of victims. They can call 800-331-0075 to leave contact information for a future time when more information is available, to find out information about a victim, or to find out information about the rights of victims and the services available to victim survivors and victim families. the determination of these terrorists will not deter the determination of the american people we are survivors and freedom is a survivor a free american people will not be intimidated nor will we be defeated we will find the people responsible for these cowardly acts and justice will be done Tommy.
6: Live coverage on WCBS from the White House tonight. We just heard from
22: the Attorney General John Ashcroft there. Every single American lost something today. And every one of us at this time expresses our deepest sympathy to the victims of today's tragedies and their families. Tommy Thompson, the Health and Human Services Secretary. To begin the healing from this tragedy. From the moment that we learned of these attacks, the Department of Health and Human Services has begun readying teams and resources to be sent to New York City and the Washington area to meet any needs of state and local officials. So far, we have sent four disaster medical teams to New York City and three of these disaster medical teams to the Washington, Northern Virginia, Baltimore area. These medical teams each consist of about 35 physicians, nurses, and emergency medical technicians. They are all trained to deal with traumatic injuries and other emergency needs. We've also sent four disaster mortuary operational response teams to New York and three to the greater Washington area. We're also in the process of shipping a great deal of emergency medical supplies in New York City with the help of the Centers for Disease Control. In short, we're making the full force of the Department of Health and Human Services both its resources and medical expertise available to the areas that need our assistance. We've also this afternoon activated the United States Public Health Service Commission Corps which consists of approximately 6,000 health professionals. We also are giving backup assistance to the 500-bed ship Comfort from the United States Navy. Americans all over are calling up and asking what they can do. The best thing they can do is respond to this great call by volunteering to give blood. We need Americans to continue to answer that call no matter where you live Please, do your civic duty and assist us by donating blood. As our primary job is to make sure Americans harmed by this tragedy get the help that they need. We will remain in constant contact with the governors, the mayors, public health officials, and other local officials to make sure that all their needs are being met. It is a sad day, but America and all of its citizens certainly share tonight in the grief that it's been caused and as the president and everybody in his administration have said we, the government will continue to operate and continue to provide the services to all americans
6: health and human services secretary tommy thompson in a live news conference now from the white house
28: one of the most uh, cherished freedoms is the freedom of movement the ability to move freely and safely but today that freedom was attacked but we will restore that freedom throughout the national transportation system as soon as possible and we will restore the highest possible degree of service
11: this is norman Mineta of East california
28: sx are designed to steal the confidence of americans we will restore that confidence.
11: The Secretary we have of Transportation.
28: already taken some first steps as a precaution. I have ordered the FAA to ground all commercial air traffic until at least tomorrow afternoon. After the attack, some of our aircraft were diverted to Canada. And so we owe our Canadian neighbors a debt of gratitude for helping us as we redirected over 120 flights and their passengers to airports in Canada. As of 6 p.m., Amtrak resumed its passenger rail service. Major railroads have taken steps to protect their assets as well. (coughs) The United States Coast Guard is taking all necessary actions to control the movements of all vessels in navigable waters of the United States. Coast Guard helicopters have been assisting with medical and national security tasks. We are currently looking at a wide variety of additional security measures to increase traveler security. Travelers will indeed see increased security measures at our airports, train stations, and other key sites. There will be higher government, and we will stand as Americans together through this time. Thank you. That's the uh, listening to right now is
6: uh, the crowd of congressional leaders on the steps of the Capitol. Now on the steps of the Capitol, Tom Daschle. Live coverage from CBS News here. Tom Daschle now.
25: Today's despicable acts (laughs) were an assault on our people and on our freedom as the representatives of the people. We are here to declare that our resolve has not been weakened by these horrific and cowardly acts. Congress will convene tomorrow. And we will speak with one voice to condemn these attacks, to comfort the victims and their families, to commit our full support to the effort to bring those responsible to justice. We, Republicans and Democrats, House and Senate, stand strongly united behind the President and will work together to ensure that the full resources of the government are brought to bear in these efforts. Our heartfelt thoughts and our fervent prayers are with the injured and the families of those who have been lost. You
11: were been listening there to the Speaker of the uh, House, Dennis Hastert, and the last voice you heard was Senator Tom Daschle, Democrat from South Dakota, who is the Senate Majority Leader, both of them saying with firm resolve that this act of terrorism against the United States will be avenged. The Republic stands, and they said the Congress will convene tomorrow and speak with one voice.
6: And, in fact, we also heard earlier from the Pentagon. Officials there say the Pentagon will be open for business tomorrow, too. So, live coverage here on
11: WCBS. 728's our time. Tom Kaminsky in the traffic center. Tom. All right,
5: and uh, again, all the area airports are closed down until further notice. All of the roadway approaches into Manhattan are shut. Trying to get out of Manhattan, the uh, Midtown Tunnel is open. The Queensbound 59th Street Bridge is open. The New York Waterway Ferry at this point appears to be the best way to get out of Manhattan. Now, the trains, LIRR is running with very limited service in both directions. That's running free of charge. Metro North is running limited service in both directions. Port Authority Bus Terminal and George Washington Bridge Bus Terminal are closed down at this point. The Holland Tunnel is closed. The Lincoln Tunnel is closed. The George Washington Bridge outbound out to New Jersey. The upper level at this point is the only thing that is open. There are closings on the Cross Bronx, on the Henry Hudson, and on the Major Deegan in the vicinity of the GWB, and even on the Palisades Parkway at Exit 2 in Alpine. If you are still on the road, Dear Lord, easy does it tonight. Let's go back on over to Craig Allen, WCBS Weather Center.
14: Temperatures tonight will be down around 60 in the city, 50 to 55 for the suburbs, 45 to 50 in the chilly inland valleys. This under clear skies. Sunny tomorrow, 72 to 78. Thursday, sunny to partly cloudy, about 80. We could see a shower late Thursday or Thursday night, then clearing and cooler Friday. Fair, dry, and cool for Saturday and Sunday. I'm Craig Allen at the WCBS Weather Center.
6: As the sun sets in a day, none of us will forget. Clear skies above midtown Manhattan right now. North wind at 5 miles an hour with our humidity at 38 percent and the dew point at 50. Comfortable late summer evening. Clear skies right now, 77 degrees in midtown Manhattan. (laughs) ¶¶
7: terror strikes the U.S. Continuing coverage with the resources of CBS News and the News Team on WCBS
11: 880. Good evening, this is Cameron Swayze. I'm Paul Bernade. New York City has taken on a ghastly appearance now that the Twin Towers, the hallmark of New York City's skyline, have been blown into a pile of rubble.
6: Mayor Giuliani says the number of injured and dead is
11: devastating. New York City public and parochial schools are all closed tomorrow. So are the stock exchanges. And as you heard,
6: all of the nation's airports are shut. There'll be nothing flying commercial aviation until at least tomorrow afternoon. The nation's airports locked down until at least tomorrow afternoon.
11: President Bush will address the nation tonight at 8.30 and you can hear it live right here on WCBS 880. Live continuing team coverage, WCBS Newstime, 7.31.
7: Terror strikes the U.S. A special report from WCBS.
20: CBS News Update. I'm Steve Kathan. President Bush vows to find the people responsible for today's terror attacks in New York and Washington. And at about an hour, he'll address the nation from the White House. The World Trade Towers in New York were attacked and destroyed. Two hijacked airliners slammed into the building, sending people rushing through the streets.
13: There's chaos out here. It really is. So the Twin Towers fall. It's amazing. It's crazy. I can't believe this shit is happening. I really can't. It's nightmares. I'm getting right here.
20: CBS News correspondent Byron Pitts watched another evacuated building in the World Trade Center complex tumble down hours later.
4: No word any casualties in the building. It was the one calamity that was not a surprise. Police had evacuated the area hours ago. Fearful building number seven would indeed fall down. This morning when tower, the first tower collapsed, I was standing about three blocks away with CBS News correspondent Mika Brzezinski. As a fireball rolled towards us, Mika grabbed her shoes, I grabbed her hand, and we ran like hell thousands
20: did. A third jet was commandeered and crashed into the Pentagon today, and a fourth hijacked plane, Target Unknown, crashed in western Pennsylvania. The death toll, impossible to calculate now. It is known 266 people were aboard the four jetliners, and one New York City official says 200 firefighters may have been killed in New York. At the White House moments ago, Attorney General John Ashcroft.
29: Now is the time for us to come together as a nation to offer our support, our prayers for victims and for their families for the rescue workers for law enforcement officials for every one of us that has been changed forever by this horrible
20: tragedy u.s aviation is grounded until at least noon eastern time tomorrow cbs news update
6: i'm steve kate as the sun sets in a day here for the history books in new york
11: a devastating day as terror attacks new york and washington the sun has set Darkness is descending over Manhattan. The sky is still filled with black smoke and soot from the biggest terrorist attack in American history. Rescue workers under arc lights are going through the rubble of the World Trade Center looking for survivors. We're told hundreds of police officers and firefighters who went in to help pull people out haven't gone missing. 200 firefighters are feared dead. WCBS reporter Peter Haskell joins us live now from the Triage Center at Chelsea Piers where the wounded were to be brought. Peter.
19: And Cameron looking down and Daylight's last gasp, we can still see that soot in plume-like fashion rising from where the World Trade Center used to be. It was uh, quite a sight for so many people who were streaming uptown along the pedestrian path along the West Side Highway, watching the building on fire and then just disappearing. Now this, at Chelsea Piers, is still intent on bringing uh, survivors, those who have been injured. There are, from what we understand, literally hundreds of doctors here. There are doctors, there are nurses, there are psychologists and counselors, there are clergy members, everyone here. There are also uh, hundreds who have shown up to volunteer who have signed their names on lists who can be called later to offer whatever kind of assistance is possible. Inside, there is essentially uh, two sections, a triage center and an operating room. And if you've ever seen the TV show MASH with all the tables lined up and the lights shining down on the tables, that's what they've done. Desks, tables, plywood put on top of other things. A sheet's put on top of them. They've been bringing in all kinds of medical equipment, including IVs and IV stands and oxygen canisters. And they are preparing for the worst. Now, even in recent minutes, we have seen rescue crews, search and rescue crews, fire engines, uh, demolition or recovery-type large construction vehicles streaming down the West Side Highway. It's been that way all day. We've seen them from Connecticut, from as far south as Cherry Hill, which is right across from Philadelphia and New Jersey, out on Long Island. Suffolk County, Westchester County, all across the region, they have been streaming here to offer whatever help and assistance they can, and obviously now it is getting darker. Uh, That presents some issues in itself. It has been a day of remarkable stories, folks who have helped others. Sean Kennedy has a charter boat that's docked here at Chelsea Piers. He was out on the water earlier in the day when he saw the second tower collapse. People were obviously scattering in every direction, and he went over and rescued those folks who were along the shoreline. Because people were who were were, uh, choking from the dust needed a boat ride out of there so we carried about 75 people on the first boat and another 75 out of the second boat and people were were dusted with uh, white dust from from the... fall out and um, they, they were uh, mystified they didn't know what what was happening the the ladies with babies were were, were very hysterical they, they were holding uh, people were holding each other tight getting on the boat and it was just a massive evacuation all the harbor boats just turned into uh, um, emergency boats to get people out of the out of the area where they couldn't breathe and there's Sean Kennedy, was among those on a harbor boat, the west side of highway, uh, closed to vehicular traffic. We've seen people uh, just jumping on boats that have been running for free, ferrying people across to Weehawken. Buses on the other side carrying them to various points in New Jersey, a day that uh, New Yorkers and New York City we will never forget. Reporting live from Chelsea Piers, Peter Haskell to the US, CBS 880 News. Peter, thanks. We've
6: lost three buildings now in the World Trade Center neighborhood. The Twin Towers at number 7 World Trade Center, more than 40 stories tall. The building had been evacuated. That came down around 530. It was mayhem on the streets when the airliner struck the Twin Towers, sending them crumbling into the streets. WCBS reporter Mary Gay Taylor had a run for cover.
12: They had just told us to get out. It wasn't safe, but they had people sitting in chairs around there, so, you know. Uh, and I, I was standing there and saw the thing go up.